15%, Bucks and Milton Keynes 16% and 11% in Luton. The Care Minister Norman Lamb has acknowledged the pressures. All parties need to come together this year in a non-partisan review of both NHS and care budgets, engaging the public about how we sustain the system, how we bring the system together. A 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, a sixth-form pupil at the Lord Grey School in Bletchley, was attacked in Wadden Way and suffered two knife wounds. Thames Valley Police say patrols in the area have been stepped up to reassure the public. A 68-year-old man seriously injured in a hit-and-run in Luton two months ago has died in hospital. A Renault Megane or Scenic failed to stop after the collision in Montrose Avenue on the night of Wednesday the 26th of November. Police are appealing for the driver to come forward. Residents in Houghton Regis are again calling for action to deal with off-road motorbikes being ridden dangerously and causing damage to playing fields. A local Facebook site for the town has highlighted tyre marks on Parkside Recreation Ground. These residents have mixed views. They don't feel safe playing in the park or walking across the recreation ground. And a couple of times they set fire to bikes on the field as well, so then all the debris left. If there was somewhere for them to go biking, then maybe, but no-one does that. And that's what they really like to do and they want to do. Most of these houses have got young families and one of these days there's going to be a nasty accident. Over 20 firefighters tackled a blaze in a double garage in Newton Longville in Buckinghamshire last night. Crews were called to Stoke Road just before 9pm with two gas cylinders also involved in the fire. Paramedics treated a man who was suffering from the effects of breathing in smoke. A Hertfordshire-born businessman has been appointed as McDonald's first British chief executive. Steve Easterbrook from Watford was credited with boosting sales for the chain in Britain when he became UK chief executive in 2006. In sport, Tottenham are through to play Chelsea in the League Cup final, but Spurs needed a late goal to draw two all away to Sheffield United for a 3-2 aggregate victory. And Andy Murray faces Thomas Burditch later in the semi-finals of the Australian Open. The weather staying cold and breezy with sunny spells and scattered sleet and snow showers. A maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up on the show today, well, hang on a second. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So now I'm confused. Why? Well, you're back. You're the real Catherine Boyle. Yes. And interesting to note that you were off yesterday, the same day that Wally Webb was off. And we'll be talking about uh, pensioners having sex later on. <laughs> Kelly Betts, who are you today, Kelly? I'm Kelly Betts. Then what is Matthew Lockwood doing there? I'm trapped between two northerners. Wow. I said sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Bullying it's more continues. Of a bath, isn't it? We're more of a barb cake. You are a bully. It continues today. Yeah, the bullying continues, yeah. Matt. <laughs> Management <laughs> said to me yesterday, I shouldn't really be in the same room as you. But I said, well, you're, no. you're not. You're, no. in a, you're in a different yeah, room, so, so management, listen to my advice. Yeah, yeah, we, we've been yeah. watching the uh, telly a bit this morning while we're waiting for you to come on. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're talking about sleet and snow and that. Oh, and yeah. uh, we had some words of wisdom from Matt Lockwood. It's winter. Yeah, he's... he's it snows. He's not wrong, is he? What are you doing here, Matt? We, I have the team that I require. Why are you here? I don't know. I mean... He's Justin. Oh, flippin' heck. Thought the listeners were just in. They did a very good job. They did an excellent job. All right. Well, we'll find something uh, to they send you out. They need a professional. Sorry. They need a professional. Well, where are we going to get one at this time of the morning? Oh dear God. Youth 
I'm just taking a picture of my lips, not because I love my lips, but because I've just whacked my lips with the headphones, and I'm just checking if I've actually injured my lips, if they're swollen. I don't think they are, though. Why are you taking a picture of them? Are you going to send them to NHS Direct or something? Yeah, yeah. What can they do? Actually, no, I'll put this on t- Twitter, actually. No, no. It's not- don't, don't Wow. We've got to get him out. That's an adult person. Now, listen, let's do do some uh, stories, shall we? Uh, Our councils are spending significantly less on care for over 65s than they were 10 years ago. That's according to the latest BBC investigation, which looked at the amount local authorities have been investing in social care. Catherine's been having a look at what's going on here. What did this investigation show then? Well, it shows that there's been up to a 16% drop in the amount of money spent by local authorities across the board on social care. Hertfordshire saw a drop of 15%, Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, 16% drop, and there's been a fall of 11% in Luton. Uh, The BBC's Alison Holt can explain how the figures were calculated. We went back to 2003 and looked at council spending there, and we looked at the population 65 and over at that point in time. And at that point, the amount being spent per person was 1,188. Roll forward 10 years and you do the same calculations. And by then, it had changed to £951 per person. So that's a 20% fall. And that's partly to do with tighter budgets, less real-term spending, but also this 17% increase in the ageing population. Now, councils say they're underfunded. The government say... We are putting money in, but there needs to be closer work between health and social care. But it is worth saying all the different nations within the UK are facing extra pressures from an ageing population. Well, duh. It seems quite obvious uh, uh, to me. Adult care is, uh, well, uh, something that I guess people don't think about. I know who pays for it, but why don't you tell us, Catherine? It very much depends. The NHS may pay. It should pay if you need care primarily for a medical condition rather than just something associated with growing old, but that, of course, is debatable. If the NHS won't pay, then your income and capital will be assessed to see if you have to pay some or all of the fees yourself. If you own your own home, that will be your biggest asset, of course, but it won't be counted as an asset if a spouse or partner lives there or a relative aged at least 60 or a disabled younger person otherwise its value can be counted and that rule will help out, uh, will 
sorry, that will rule out any help with fees from the local council. However, you never have to sell your home to pay for care, though you will come under huge pressure to do so, and many people do. The local council should, and in England and uh, from April this year, they must make a deferred payment agreement. The fees clock up week by week, but are only paid after your death from the estate. Until April 2015, if the council refuses, which it shouldn't, then you can simply refuse to pay fees, and under separate legislation, the council must provide accommodation, and you can recover fees from your estate. Yeah, uh, this my, my mum had to sell her house, and she's she's in a care home for a medical condition, MS. But they they class it as social care as opposed to medical care. So that's why thirteen hundred quid a week she's paying. We've just had a, a, a three point five percent increase. Thanks, guys. But what all, about council all, care? Well, I was going to say, all this talking about um, how you can hang out and wait for the uh, the council to, to stump up, yeah. this is assuming you feel able to do so and, the, yeah. and you can withstand this pressure. And also, the, the council can put you in a really crappy care home. There are some nice ones and there are some rubbish ones and they will put you in the cheapest one they can find. As, uh, as it comes to council care, if your money or savings are above £23,250, then you'll be expected to pay for yourself until they fall below that. Until they fall below that. When they do, the local authority should be paying, but you'll have to give up all your income except £24.40 a week for personal needs, and you'll make some contribution mm. from your savings if they exceed £14,250. No one else can be expected to pay, but a relative or a friend can top up your fees to get you a better care yeah. or a nicer home. We get into the fun bit where mum's money is is getting close to that £23,000 threshold and um, we've got to apply for them to pay. It's crazy. Uh, 08459 455 555 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed at Junction 12 for Flitwick on the exit slip road because a van's broken down, but that's off the main carriageway, so it's not affecting any traffic at the moment. Looking at the cameras on the A1M, it's all looking very quiet at the moment. In Chingford, on the A406 North Circular Road, there's been an accident at Hall Lane, so that's causing delays from the Crooked Billet Interchange. And in Waterford, on North Road, there's some telecoms works going on at Great Molwood, so that could cause you some delays this morning. On the trains, Thames Link services are suspended between Farringdon and St Pancras International, and as well as that, they've got a revised service running today between Bedford and St Pancras International because of the flooding that happened earlier this week. And if you're using the London Underground this morning, the Metropolitan Line has severe delays between Harrow on the Hill and Allgate. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. It's 6.16. It's uh, Thursday, the 29th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel, which has affected services since Friday. Spending in this region on social care for the over 65s has fallen in the last 10 years, and a 17 year old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly, did you just buzzed something through to my ear minutes ago and I was not really paying attention. Matt, we're on air. Sorry. D- d- the, the re- we've, we've had... Well, this is open for all of this week and next week where the listeners uh, can be Justin Dealey uh, for a day. You can phone mm-hmm. up, you can take it to the streets. If you want to go out and actually record a piece, you can, or you can just phone up and, and say geezer a lot. Don't mind. 08459 455555. But um, you buzzed through and said that, that the real Justin, the real deal Dealey, had yeah. been in touch. What's what, what's happened? So he's taking it to the beach. He's taking it to the beach. We're trying to find Carl Malcolm, the uh, Hey Fatty Boom Boom man. And he's got a teaser. Hey. A teaser geezer. What does that mean for non-radio people who, who weren't on a fascinating radio course yesterday like you guys were? He will, um, you'll hear a little bit of what's to come. Dealey's going to tease me. Easy, easy. Stop it. You set him off. Flipping it. Every weekday from 12. We're talking to Ellis Jones uh, about her journey, which has uh, landed her in the arms of Youthscape. When I was five, my dad left our family. It's your first inclination to go, oh, I must have done something naughty. Nick Coffer. I was in a really vulnerable place. The people at Youthscape, it is literally their job to show you that they love you and care about you and whatever you're going through. Every day my job's a privilege, but every once in a while it's an even bigger privilege because I get to meet people like you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. No, 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 no. It's too. It's too I, I like a bit of Gilbert O'Sullivan, but I didn't know that song, and it, it was just a little bit too. Uh, why did you? Why did you go there? It was. It was in the running order. The computer chose it for us oh randomly yesterday. Let's see what we can find. Put something good in. I like a bit of Gilbert, and I saw it there, and I thought, well, we'll give it a go. But it was going to be a sombre one, and I didn't really fancy a sombre one. Hang on, what about this one? I need a little bit of light in my... uh... Hey, guess what month it is soon? Guess what? Guess what month it is soon? Um, March? February. What? February. Sorry? February. Yeah? Hmm? This is going to be a nice 15 seconds of song. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> How long's on that one? On what one? This Wait one. I just whacked him. Hang on a minute. There we go. Right, that'll do. 
Justin Dealey's going to help me. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's not. It's the care story that we just talked about. Oh yeah. What was remind about, remind me of it? Twice? Uh, that they've slashed by up to sixteen ah, percent in our yes, area. Yes, there's been cuts all across the uh, social care. The social care. Yes. Ian's in Bedford. Yeah, Morning, Ian. In this country, is atrocious. Sorry. I think care for older people in Britain is atrocious. 
and it's the same with the British people. They fail to help the older people who are robbed to pay for their care. To give you an example, last year Bedford Borough Council's mayor claimed that they were spending between 40 and 50 million pounds improving the schools for the children of Bedfordshire. What about the older people? What have they spent to look after the older people? They pay their taxes, they pay their council tax, and then they're robbed when they go into care. And as you've mentioned, they have to sell their, they sell their homes to pay for care. I think it's atrocious. And then we've got, um, we've got no help whatsoever. The media, like yourselves, you're very reluctant to come on the air and talk about the problems of older people in Britain. Hang on a minute. What, uh, Ian, you're on, and we just spent the first ten minutes of the show talking about the older but people I've in Britain. I've been talking to Three Counties Radio for years. OK, but, but hang on, don't tar us all with the same brush. The, our lead story is how care is being slashed for elderly people, and you're on, so I think that's unfair. That's right. Well, I don't, because I'm mm. very, very... I'm very, very angry at the way the English people allow us to be robbed. And this Saturday, this Friday is Dignity Action Day. Are you aware of that? No. Why don't you uh, I- I- illuminate me? Right. Well, the National Pensioners Convention has um, been campaigning for years to try and get better care, a better care system where people are treated badly, whether in hospital, nursing homes or their own home. And they are stating, in this day and age, we want to try and get people to start treating older people with dignity. We've got Age Concern UK. They're clamouring to try and get the government to realise that um, older people are treated badly. What would you like to see done differently, Ian? Well, I'd like, I'd like to have people in charge who are organising, who've got the capability of doing it. Well, but, but what would you like to see them do? Right, first of all... Treat people with dignity, act and get the services needed, i.e., I'll give you an example. That's what I'm asking for, yes. I had an old uh, a lady of 80 about a fortnight ago. She was extremely ill. My wife was concerned, taking meals to her. She had told her family and told us not to give notification to doctors or what have you. Why? And so I took it on myself to go to, to phone social services. I have spoke with Bedfordshire Adult Services and told them, they said, we will phone. I said, I don't want you to phone. It's a waste of time because you say no, thank you. But, but hang on, Ian, hang on a second. Let me interrupt. If that lady is refusing help, then you, you can't blame the social services for that. Why That's not? her decision. Why not? Well, no, because if she is refusing help... Rubbish. Absolute no, hang on. No, Ian, Ian, Ian. The, what you're saying with the great... Ian. Can, I, can I speak, rubbish. Ian, or...? She is entitled... Can I, can I speak or not, Ian? Can I speak? Yes. Thank you. If she is... It's, it's a little bit patronising to force help on people who don't want it. If she's refused... If, if, if she's refusing help, then what, what are social services supposed to do? I'll tell you what I did. I then went and visited her practice, or, or, her doctor's practice. I told them the situation, and the government, as you know, years ago, cancelled the call where older people over a certain age were visited quarterly by their doctor. I gave a, a good account of what was happening, and... They... But she's not... But Ian, I, uh, listen, and it's Ian Petter, isn't it, from the Bedford Association of Senior Citizens? Right. We should flag that up, that, that you have a vested interest. Um, it, if people are refusing help, 
then then what what are so, social services can't force their way in they can't yeah, force them to eat food or force them to have medical attention give the person the opportunity and try and encourage them she's now. got we the opportunity she's got the opportunity and she could call them up yeah, and ask no, for help no, no. she's have asked you, you specifically she's asked you specifically not to contact them that's right yeah and you you ignored her wishes that's right because she's near to death but she uh, well, OK, Ian... I, what do you think to that now? Let me finish the story. Well, we, we, OK, well, you've got 30 seconds, doctor, Ian. The doctor phoned my wife in, and listened to my wife's story. She then phoned the woman, and the agreement was last week, I think it was. She said, if I don't get any improvement, I will phone you for help. Right, and then what happened? Did she, well, did she get any got, improvement? We've got improvement because we've been feeding her. Well, then, then she didn't need... There uh, is no Meals on Wheels today. Nobody wants to help you. No, th- but Ian, th- th- you've, just, uh, you've just said that the social services were prepared to help her, but she refused the help. And there is Meals on Wheels. Meals on Wheels exists. Right. OK. Well, that's interesting. Whereabouts are they operating? I don't know, Ian. I don't have the details in front of me. Thank you so much. I do think that sometimes there are people that are looking for... Uh, you can't say the media... Don't talk about old people issues. We've always got Colette McKeveney on from age... It is Colette McKeveney, yes, isn't it? and she's going to be on later on. We've always got Colette McKeveney... Not always. We have her on a, a couple of times a month at least to talk about uh, the issues surrounding old people. So it's unfair to say the media isn't interested. Our lead story is about old people care. We let Ian come on and talk for, for ten minutes. I don't... We're always... Anyway, 08459 455 555. And if people refuse help... What, I didn't get round to ask him if he's uh, about old people having it away, which is a big story <laughs> maybe, in the newspaper today. Maybe the time wasn't right. I know. I, I, I got it in front of me, and I thought actually it might be a little appropriate. Uh, but if people are refusing help, unless they're at death's door, when I think um, the, the council kind of can step in and say this person isn't able to look after themselves, isn't mentally capable... If they're turning down help, what can you do? And this is the point. That is a very proud generation. No one likes admitting that they're not dealing with things. And certainly they don't want to let the authorities in. I can completely understand why not. My granddad did it because he was worried about how much um, control they would take of his life. He wanted to live out his days the way he wanted to do it. Surely for someone, for the council, if the council were saying, well, I know best how to deal with this 80-year-old woman. She says she doesn't want help, but we know she does. So we're going to visit her three times. Well, then that's quite patronising. And there will be groups that will be complaining... That was an infringement. 08459 455 555. Your thoughts on what Ian had to say? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. One northbound, there was a breakdown at Junction 12 for Flissick, and that means the lane was closed on the exit slip road, but that has now just reopened. And looking at the speed sensors, it's all moving fine past there at the moment. Checking the cameras on the A1M, that's all moving very well, and, and no reports of any problems so far on the M40. In Hartford on Ware Road, there's some temporary traffic lights at Raynham Street, and on the, on the trains, Thameslink services are suspended between Farringdon and St. Pas- uh, Pancras International, and they've also got a revised timetable in place today between Bedford and St. Pancras International. That's because of the flooding problems at Farringdon. And on the underground, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays between Harrow on the Hill and Aldergate. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. Network Rail say there will be no service between St Pancras and Farringdon for at least the rest of today. Figures have been revealed for this region as part of a BBC investigation into a fall in the amount of money spent on social care for the over-65s in the last 10 years. Hertfordshire has seen a drop of 15%, Bucks and Milton Keynes 16% and and 11% in Luton. And a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, a sixth-form pupil at the Lord Grey School in Bletchley, was attacked in Wadden Way and suffered two knife wounds. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tottenham are through to play Chelsea in the League Cup final, but Spurs needed a late goal to draw two all away to Sheffield United for a 3-2 aggregate victory. Here's the Sheffield United manager, Nigel Clough. We had a good chance after five or ten minutes. That could have changed the complexion of the game. And then when we had them rocking, uh, when we got the two goals, that Lewis Reeves had one, just put it over the bar. And a couple of other little skirmishes. One of those goes in, you never know. Chelsea striker Diego Costa has until 6pm today to respond to the charge brought against him by the FA for an alleged stamp during the League Cup semi-final with Liverpool on Tuesday. The incident was missed by the officials but picked up by the cameras. Costa could be banned for Saturday's Premier League match with Manchester City. Ahead of tomorrow's trip to Championship leaders Bournemouth, the Watford manager Slavisi Okanovic says he hopes to make more signings in the final days of the transfer window but he's also happy to focus on the players he has ahead of the key trip to the South Coast. I'm still waiting for um, for some players more but I am working with my team I am thinking about my uh, my players and uh, actually my my safe or my solution is here with uh, working with players who is uh, actually in the in the squad. And Andy Murray faces Thomas Burditch at around 8.30 this morning our time in the semi-finals of the Australian Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at seven. Wee Willy Wonky. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number. Don't wear it out. Imagine, has anyone's name ever actually been worn out by overuse? Um, I've got some programmes on my Sky Plus that get worn out from overuse. Oh. We call it that. That that means Mummy's fed up of it and has deleted. Delete it. Delete it. CBB's Panto is hanging by a thread. Oh, those CBB guys. But is Katie in it? She's in all of them. She, well, then keep it. Andy Day is a baddie in most of them. Why? I don't know all i think well the thing is we've met uh, andy uh, this is this is like a conversation just for mums and uh, primarily mums and some dads all right well you I'm can substitute it for the the um, the presenters of your day like brian Kant. yeah well we know well floella benjamin yeah, well you know why you know we've met andy day and he is actually evil in real life he is he quite is, evil he, i mean what what a, a thoroughly unpleasant man there is a sadistic glimmer in that it really eye. does uh, just that eye yeah, just the other eye's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's it's partly the height, it's partly the uh, bubble cut he's got. <laughs> it's um, He really is a thoroughly unpleasant man. Speaking of thoroughly unpleasant men, yeah. I saw this story the other day. You've got to tread carefully. Go on. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Tread carefully around this one, Kels. OK. I think, I'm, I think I can only read the first paragraph. I can, I can read a bit more. Oh, no. A man... Ac- mm. Can you read any of it? Well, I can. Do you just want to point to it to me and I'll give you no, the reaction? No, 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 no. Kid, uh, parents, maybe it's time the kids want to brush their teeth, yeah? For the full two minutes. For the full two minutes. And don't just move your head about on your hand. You've got I would to hate do them the to actual th- brushing. I would hate them to think of ponies in this way. Oh, no, oh no, not that one. Not that one. 
The man who smelled of horses. A man accused of having sex with a pony is denied he had three cans of deodorant to help with horse smells. Wow. In court, Alan Barnfield, 44, was asked why he had the Lynx sprays on a late-night walk past a field of horses. Oh, gosh. Cops found him sweating and smelling of horses, the court heard. Wow. He said he was taking painkillers, which made him sweat. He denies sex with a Shetland pony. OK, guys, that's... To be fair, out of all the horses... <laughs> I was wondering about the mechanics of that, but if it's a Shetland, then... It, if you... I mean, well, put a little bow in a horse's hair and some of those... Stop it. Stop it. What you got in the papers? Um, in well, I don't think I should put this one Add next. I think well. I need to um, okay, yeah. sandwich this with a different story. Do, do a sandwich. Do a sandwich. Oh, I can, I can, I can sandwich it with a different story. Okay, hang on. Oh, go on. Bez Telly Blunders a real gas. Happy Monday star Bez, who is the most obnoxious person I've ever met in my life, was a TV hit yesterday after forgetting the question while being quizzed on fracking. What? Bez being a dunce, you don't say. The dancer. Ugh. 50, was protesting in Preston when Sky's Mike McCarthy asked what's wrong with fracking. Bez replied, it's a set of lies as there's an alternative for clean energies. And, er, uh, what was the question again? Wow. Is he still standing for... Yeah, he is. And I really, I mean, honestly, I, I, most people, I can forgive their rudeness, their arrogance and their attitude. But that man, I met him twice, thoroughly... Thoroughly unpleasant gentleman. Oh, dear. You'd think he'd be nice, Bez. Uh, I think... I think... Uh, Are you doing an impression of him? Yeah. He's doing the dance. Doing the dance. Think, doing the hand dance. I think um, the term is disco damaged. Uh, he, he was on a show. I, I, we were, I was hosting a live show on what was then BBC Choice. It became BBC Three for the kids. It was live. Okay, it was 30 minutes. And I asked him something, and he started talking about the Falklands. Right. Irrelevant to the, the question. And in my ear, as they do in live television, they're going, right, we've got to move on. We, we've, Ian, you've got to move on. Next item. I went, Bez, listen, that's really interesting. I'm really sorry to cut you short, mate. We've got to move on, but thank you very much indeed. Yeah, fair enough. After the show, I got a right royal rollicking from Bez for cutting him off. Fast forward a couple of years. I'm DJing in a, a, a nightclub in London. Are you? It might have been Turnmills. No way. Yeah, it might have been. DJing? Also. Yeah, I was DJing. What sort of tunes were you spinning? I was playing some wicked zapper. Oh. Mm. Frank Zapper. Literally cleared the dance floor. Yeah, Frank Zapper. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was DJing in one room, and then in the next room... Um, during my set, and I did literally clear the floor because the next room, halfway through my set, then Sean Ryder and Bez started playing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they everyone went they into know it. To get a party and that's fine. I was doing it as a favour for my friend um, uh, uh, Clint Boone from the Inspiral Carpets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, I then went backstage to uh, get the old uh, money, the readies, the cash, cashish. Don't they pay you before? No. <laughs> and I'm there, and Clint's being lovely, and then Bez comes in. Mm. And Bez is talking to me, and then like a minute into the conversation, he went, "Hey, I know who you are." Mm. I went, "Yeah." He went, "You're that," and he used some very, very coarse indoor language. Oh, dear. You're that fella that cut me off live when I was talking about the Falklands. Are you do my voice then? Yes, I am. I'm yeah. Catherine Boyle. <laughs> Stand on the naughty step and have a think about what you've done. <laughs> 
Ah, no. And this is literally that's like, exactly how it's done. That's how it's done, fella. This is <laughs> like two. To me often. This is like two or three years later. Ah, you're like, and then he's getting. I, I don't want to say. That, I, I mean, I don't know if that gentleman's ever done drugs, but let's just say he had a very strong stare in his eye, and he's giving me the finger in the chest. He's chesting me with his finger. Ah, you're that fella that cut me off. You're really rude. You're a, and he was effing and jeffing and all of this, and I was quite upset because I was with some friends and it was humiliating. I went. All right, Bez, click, I'm off. See you later, bye. And I left with, with tears forming in my eyes. And a bruise around the nipple. And a bruised nipple because of Bez. Wow. Good story. Hey, good story, our kids. For a God, while stand on the naughty step and have a think about what you've done. For a while there, I could listen to you talking and not translate. So yeah. Thanks for that. Do, do a story, then I'm going to play a rocking version of a song you all know. You're right, Lockers. <laughs> You gonna, what is He's he also enjoying for? not having to translate. What is he here for? Um, I don't just mean today, I mean in life. Um, no, <laughs> in life. <laughs> oh, that's cyberbullying to a new level. It's not it's cyber, cyber, mate. It's, it's, it's real, real. It's just bullying. Full stop. You're, uh, Here's one you'll like. E- they like it. E- Pensioners are enjoying a healthy oh. sex life well into their 80s, a survey shows. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Lockers, I said. <laughs> Lockers did a face. Kelly, did you hear what I heard? Yeah. I totally did. You've got to listen back to that when you go back in your studio. <laughs> <laughs> she said lockers, guys. She said lockers. Because of lockers' is face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. Sure. Well, yeah, sure. Stop yeah. stitching me up. It's not the, it won't be the first time she said it. No. Nope. <laughs> All that. No, I didn't say mm, that. I don't want to think about this. Well, you're going to think about it. Oh, no. One in three over 70. So when you go out to the precinct, have a look. One, two, you. Yeah. One, two, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. One in three over 70s have sex at least twice a month. Mm. At least twice mm. a month, lockers. Get your head so down that. they should. With more than half of men and almost a third of women still sexually active. Oh, Gosh. So, and while many women reported... Oh, dear. Many women reported being more satisfied the older they got. Well, you take what you can get. This is a very erotic show today, isn't it? We're (laughs) we're talking about all forms of uh, love. 08459 Matt, do you think you could um, take old love to the streets? Can I call it something else? Yeah, old love. Can I call it... Or Yabba Dabba Doo. Wow. Pensioner party? Or Bob's your uncle, or lie back and think of it. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, is how that saying goes. So yeah, probably yeah. best you don't bring that one up. <laughs> no. 08459 four double five five double five. At what age should people stop having sex? I would say, um, where am I now? 40, what? 42. Okay. Oh, worry about. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. This is how we phrase it. Yeah. If you're over 70, can you be bothered? And when I say bothered, I mean. Right. Now, can I play. Listen, I'm obsessed with um, the turtles at the moment. Oh, mate. You're the one that said lockers. Uh, oh, anyway, this is a turtle song, but it's not by the turtles, it's, but it's by Flo and Eddie that are the turtles. And it's a lot hornier. Which one's Flo? Flo is... Um, Raphael. Right. It's a lot hornier than the original version. Oh, dear. You've got a thing about you I just can't live without you I really want you
Seriously, I'm beginning to think that the Turtles, even though that's not the Turtles, but it's Flo and Eddie from the Turtles, I think they're the best band in the world. I think they might be. I was watching a documentary about them yesterday. I got halfway through it and then... then I got halfway through it and my youngest came home and I thought, well, good, he'll enjoy this. And then they started talking about D-R-U-G-S. And I thought, oh. Uh, but, uh, what the kids did, or? Yes, <laughs> my youngest. I had to turn it off and have a talk with him. Um, 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Let's get um, the travel news from, well, what can only be described as a uh, bit of a hero. Sammy Bruff. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some problems on the trains this morning. Thameslink services have a revised timetable today between Bedford and St Pancras International. That's because of the flooding at Farringdon. And if you're using the London Underground, there are minor delays on the Metropolitan Line. On the motorways, the M1 southbound is very busy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And northbound, there was a lane closed at the exit slip road at Junction 12 for Flittick. That has been reopened, so it's not... Uh, causing any delays at the moment. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to get very busy round Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. And on the North Orbital Road, it's starting to look very slow as well round the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, there's roadworks going on at the junction for Marlow Road, so that could cause some delays. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Sammy? Yes? Tell us what happened. No! Yay! No! What? Nothing. No, not that story, the one about the comedy club. The com- no, I don't want to talk about the comedy club. Oh, blimey. She doesn't want to talk about happening there. <laughs> We've touched a nerve there, haven't we? No. Well, they did. Um, <laughs> but, well, we won't talk about it then, but can we just say... How brave. How brave. Oh, go away. <laughs> Six forties. <laughs> Kelly's just whispered in my ear. She told me not to tell you. Let that be a lesson to anyone. Don't trust Don't Kelly Betts. Trust Kelly Betts. <laughs> Don't worry, your secret's safe with us. Oh dearie me. Oh dearie me. Ah. Uh, 6.46. It's Thursday, the 29th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. Spending in this region on social care for the over 60s has fallen in the last 10 years. And a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. Let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Ian, good morning. A very cold feel to the day, strong winds. West southwesterly at the moment, but they'll turn a bit more northwesterly with time. A little bit gusty over higher ground, making a high of three or four Celsius feel more like sub zero. Also, we're looking to the north and the west for some showers. Currently across the Midlands, they'll be making their way towards us. And at first, it'll be rain and sleet, but as time wears on, it's much more likely that we will see some snow in places. Now, probably not amounting to much. All of the warnings from the Met Office are for much further north of us. But yes, we could see some snow this afternoon. But given that it's coming across in the form of showers, it might well be a little bit hit and miss. There'll be further showers around through this evening and at first tonight, but then they will start to fade away, still keeping that strong wind. So it should keep the frost at bay just. But in shelter, we could see the, the odd pocket of frost. Temperatures getting down to around zero or one Celsius. A bit more cloud around through tomorrow morning, and that will push further showers across. Initially, some sleet and snow, but as the day wears on, a little bit more likely it could turn more sleet and rain because temperatures will just be up a bit tomorrow at around five or six Celsius, though it's still going to feel cold because we'll have a strong wind. And we've got strong winds still at the weekend. They'll be more northerly in direction, which should mean that most of the showers will either go down the western side of the country or the eastern side. So for most of us, it will be largely dry with some sunshine, but always feeling cold in the wind. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow night from seven, Watford are away to Bournemouth. And you can't have much better preparation than scoring seven in your last game, can you? And it's a goal! It's another goal for Odion Icolo! Especially after going 2-0 down to the league's bottom club. Stephen Davis doubles Blackpool's lead. That was quite a turnaround in the second half. But that was Blackpool and Bournemouth are a much better side. Top of the table, so this is going to be a lot tougher. One of the most important uh, months in in championship is January. And you can hear how the Hornets get on in Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I like Taiwan. I don't know anything about Taiwan. I used to think it was the same thing as Thailand. No, mate, no, that's, they're completely different. I know, well, I didn't realise that. What, what, do you, what do we know? Let's, all right, let's, let's pull our knowledge together. Now that Matt's gone, now the IQ has, uh, level has raised significantly. Let's pull our knowledge together. What do we know about Taiwan? Anything. It makes a lot. They do make made in Taiwan. Do they, is, that still, is that still the thing? I think most of those things are Isn't made that, in China yeah, now, exactly. aren't they? Yeah, exactly. China's taken them over. So what is it? Is, it, is Taiwan, is it an island? I'm assuming it's an island near the Philippines. Mm. I'm literally guessing. It up. But this is, if you were on Mastermind and they asked you the question, what do you know about Taiwan? Have this is go, what you do. You? You've got to have a go, because those passes, it will count as a pass if you just go past. Whereas if you have a go, you won't lose the point, but then if you're in a tie-break situation, it's not a pass. And you don't want to do a bez. Sorry, what was the question? You know what what, what was, was the, the question? question? I'm too busy thinking about the Mondays. Witty. Uh, what do you know about Taiwan? Um, originally... Oh. I thought it was a form of martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, like Tai Chi. That, what, tai, all right, taekwondo? Yeah, exactly. Taiwan. Yeah, I'm a black belt in Taiwan. Exactly. Having searched it, I know it's officially the Republic of China. What? Yeah. What do you mean, it it's, what do you mean it's, it's officially the Republic? <laughs> that's China. <laughs> It's owned by you. It's mean. part of the, the Republic of China. Yeah, whatever the, that says, I just read it to you. Yeah. Well, you, you missed that. What else you want okay. from me? Well, I like. Well, to give us, give us your top three. By the way, if you want to play this at home, then you know, good luck. Give us your top three Taiwanese facts from the internet that you've just looked up. Okay, so that's one. Well, well, it's the Republic of China. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. Taiwan 
is an island which has, for right. all practical purposes, been independent since 1950. But you just said it's the Republic of China, mate, so you're contradicting yourself there. Well, I'm, I'm, do you the mean internet, it's a Republic of China? The internet is contradiction. Say it. Say, it, say it the first sentence again. Which one? The Republic of China one. Taiwan. This is um, Wikipedia. OK. Of course it is. Taiwan, officially the Republic of, Island, of China. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a... Uh, of, O-F, O-F. Yes, O-F. Well, then, how can it be independent? I'm not saying that this is... <laughs> Taiwan this is... is a, I'm reading right, I'm going, I, I don't think she's even capable of reading <laughs> facts about Taiwan. Let me go to... What was that site you mentioned? So just type in Taiwan. Yeah, but what, and what, site, what, what site are you looking at? I'm, I'm not actually clicked on a site yet. I'm oh, for flip! Oh, this is where she's... This is where she's you can't bit. be bothered. Uh, Taiwan... Officially the Republic of China. I'll give her that. I'll give her that. She yeah. just made it up. Yeah. Taiwan. Officially the Republic of China. Um, Scroll down. Hang on. Is there an end of that sentence? Nope. <laughs> that doesn't matter. All right. Let's have some more facts about China. Uh, t- Taiwan. For me? Yes, please, mate. I wish I hadn't started this. I wonder how big... Do you say Taiwan or Taiwan? I say Taiwan. Taiwanosaurus wax. <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting because the Natural History Museum is getting rid of the di- Diplodocus, which I used to call Diplodocus. Diplodocus, so did I. They're getting rid of the Diplodocus in the opening, in the entrance. Why? What for? Uh, it's been there since 1889. Apart from when it went missing. Yeah, in that f- movie with Peter Usinoff. They're going to replace it with a whale. Oh. Well, it's not a real Diplodocus anyway. It's only a cast of a Diplodocus. So yeah. I, good riddance. Good riddance to bad is dinosaurs. It, that's going to take two years. Anyway, so they're going to... So, um, Taiwanosaurus... Wax. <laughs> China angrily denounces raising of Taiwanese flag in Washington. I don't know. That's, I'm not that's interested in China. I want... Anyway. So that's what we know about Taiwan. More, more Taiwanese facts tomorrow. But that's not all we know. There's a reason I mentioned it. Go on. Taiwan... Taiwanosaurus wax... <laughs> Stop. ...has banned children under the age of two from doing what? Picking their nose. Incorrect answer. I'm looking at you, Kelly, which means I'm hoping you'll say something instead of you going off into dream state. OK. Talking. Oh, no. Do you want another guess? Singing. No. Playing the violin. No. Mm. What? Shouting. No. Playing. No. Crying. Taiwan has banned children under the age of two from using electronic devices such as iPads and smartphones or watching TV. That is flipping brilliant. That is brilliant, isn't it? Um, That's the best thing that you could do. They've banned kids from playing on your iPhone or watching the telly. Sweet as a nut. I don't let my kids uh, do one of those things. Parents who let toddlers play with the devices face fines of up to £1,000. It'd probably be Taiwanese money. Oh, this is brilliant. And under-18s should not be allowed to use electronic products for unreasonable amounts of time. Oh, this is great. The new law means electronic gadgets are now listed along with cigarettes and alcohol as restricted items. Wow. This is... How are they going to police that? Oh, well, the Taiwanese police, I imagine. They're going to be busting... Well, if it's the Republic of China... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've worked out... um, What are you doing under the covers there? Oh, I'm just looking at something on YouTube. (laughs) You are fired. (laughs) I've worked out where society's collapsed. It's the selfie. The uh, rise of the selfie. Yeah, apparently more men than women are taking them. You, well, exactly, but women are taking more of them. 
I don't understand that. No, I don't either, but that's what the story says if you'd read it. Um, but, because what you don't do, it, it cuts social interaction. Because when you were uh, on a holiday or something, or if you're at the Oscars or something, you'd say, you'd, you'd say, should we get a picture taken? Excuse me, so you couldn't just take a, take a pic. You give the, the phone or the camera. Sorry, you couldn't just take, you press that button. I know how to use an iPhone. Okay, just, you know, or you press the reset. You do that. But now, no one talks to each other. You just do the selfie. It's killing social interaction. I hate selfies anyway. I think it's just lowering the um, opportunities of people to mug you. What does, uh, we'll play Justin in a bit, because I want to do the BBC introducing track. Uh, what, what is it? Who is it? Why is it? Where is it? And What's when, it for? Whence is it? Whence is Big it, Kelly? Sixes. Yep. They're from Chesham. Yep. This is called Heaven Sent. Enjoy. Thank you. A little bit like the old... Um, he sounds like he's having a slash at the start, doesn't he? With the, the guitar sound. Sounds like he's, he's doing a slash. Very Guns and Roses. Isn't it, Kels? Yeah. Sounds like he's doing a slash. He might it? have been. Who are they? Where do we find out more about them? Whence? Big Sixes. Eey. At Big Sixes on Twitter. I've just tweeted a link. Eey. Hey. We done? Yeah. Hey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are some problems to Thameslink trains today through London. There's a revised timetable running between Bedford and St Pancras International. There's also some cancellations and delays, and that's all because of flooding at Farringdon. If you're using the London Underground today, there are minor delays on the Metropolitan Line and on the motorways, the A1M southbound is looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, that's very slow as well around Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood, and the A10 southbound from Chesant to the M25 is looking very busy as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. It's only slightly awkward here. Only slightly. It's only slightly awkward. Yeah. You're not gonna. You're not gonna hit the bounce bullseye every day, are you? Sometimes you're gonna miss the target and, and hit someone in the plums. That's gonna happen. It's inevitable. It's the law of science. So, what do you know about Taiwan? And are you over seventy? And are you having it away? and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines continued disruption on Thameslink trains. Fall in spending on social care in this region and teenager arrested over Bletchley stabbing. BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. Network Rail say there will be no service between St Pancras and Farringdon for at least the rest of today. It means a revised timetable from Bedford and Luton into the Capital. Roger Perkins is from train operator Govia. We're the ones with the names on the side of the trains. We're the ones taking um, your listeners' money for their service. And so we're the ones that need to stand up and say, we're sorry we're not giving you the service you've paid good money for. People are entitled to compensation. People can apply for that online. It's called delay repay. You know, we would urge people to apply for that. Figures have been revealed for this region as part of a BBC investigation into a fall in the amount of money spent on social care for the over-65s in the last 10 years. Hertfordshire has seen a drop of 15%, Bucks and Milton Keynes 16% and 11% in Luton. The Care Minister Norman Lamb has acknowledged the pressures. All parties need to come together this year in a non-partisan review of both NHS and care budgets, engaging the public about how we sustain the system, how we bring the system together. A 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, a sixth-form pupil at the Lord Grey School in Bletchley, was attacked in Wadden Way and suffered two knife wounds. Thames Valley Police say patrols in the area have been stepped up to reassure the public. A 68-year-old man seriously injured in a hit-and-run in Luton two months ago has died in hospital. A Renault Megane or Scenic failed to stop after the collision in Montrose Avenue on the night of Wednesday the 26th of November. Police are appealing for the driver to come forward. Residents in Houghton Regis are again calling for action to deal with off-road bikes being ridden dangerously and causing damage to playing fields. A local Facebook site for the town has highlighted tyre marks on Parkside Recreation Ground. These residents have mixed views. They don't feel safe playing in the park or walking across the recreation ground. And a couple of times they set fire to bikes on the field as well, so then all the debris left. If there was somewhere for them to go biking, there may be, but no-one does that, and that's what they really like to do and they want to do. Most of these houses have got young families, and one of these days there's going to be a nasty accident. 
Over 20 firefighters tackled a blaze in a double garage in Newton-Longville in Buckinghamshire last night. Crews were called to Stoke Road just before 9pm with two gas cylinders also involved in the fire. Paramedics treated a man who was suffering from the effects of breathing in smoke. A Hertfordshire-born businessman has been appointed as McDonald's first British chief executive. Steve Easterbrook from Watford was credited with boosting sales for the chain in Britain when he became UK chief executive in 2006. In sport, Tottenham are through to play Chelsea in the League Cup final, but Spurs needed a late goal to draw two all away to Sheffield United for a 3-2 aggregate victory. And Andy Murray faces Thomas Burdich later in the semi-finals of the Australian Open. The weather staying cold and breezy with some sunny spells, but also scattered sleet and snow showers. A maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about uh, care for the elderly and how there have been cuts in the area. What do you know about Taiwan? And apparently more older people are having it away. I just, I mean... I, 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 not as we speak. No, I hope Although... not. I, I really, I, it could be. It's been a, a, a very sexy show this morning. I mean, that's, that's certainly true, but yeah. um, let's just hope So common sense is prevailing. How do we ask the question... Um, well, um... Are you ever too old for... Uh... People making love while I'm talking. Uh, see, that's Jonathan's mm. attitude towards I it. don't want people making love while I'm talking. And nor do I. Stop talking. No, stop making love. I don't know. Are, are you, you ever too old? Are you ever too old? I mean, there's got... Well, just, you just get I'm, uh, you just get bored of it, wouldn't you? Depends are you doing it with, I suppose. I bet that Fifty Shades of Grey has got everyone, um thinking not really i read uh, well about 25 shades of grey got about halfway through it Did you, were you not thinking <sighs> got a bit fed up with them to be honest across beds hearts and bucks this i think he's a um, three counties radio i think he'd be a bit of a nightmare to go out with that lad well, he's always got that gaffer tape with him you'd uh, is it, I, I only know i don't know is that what it's about it's a bit about that it's a bit it's a little bit kinky isn't it a little bit kinky yeah, but... Do you want to go and watch the film with me? Yeah, go on then. All right, nice. Have we got any texts? Mm, yeah. Go on, let's... One. Let's, oh, really? <laughs> well, two, but one of them's rude. Do you want oh. to read one as well? <laughs> yeah, why you were talking about turtles. Oh, uh, no, I don't want that one. No, well, exactly. You. Imagine no. what might, might be happening at someone's house. I don't want that one. Uh, no, Elliot no, no, in no. Bath, or in the Bath, uh, says, Hope you're all well. I've got a potential phone-in. Things you've owned that have been worn out from overuse. Uh, I don't know whether I that like could the link. Be, that could be very, very dangerous territory. If that's Still, 08459 will do That will do us uh, nicely. Shall I crack on? I would. I'm going to crack on. Thank you very much indeed. Now, a BBC investigation has found there's been up to a 16% drop in the amount of money spent by local authorities on social care for the over 65s in the last 10 years. That's despite there being more people of that age group around. Hertfordshire has seen a drop of 15%. Bucks and Milton Keynes has seen a 16% drop. And there's been a fall of 11% in Luton. Well, the BBC's Alison Holt explains how the figures were calculated. We went back to 2003 and looked at council spending there and we looked at the population 65 and over at that point in time and at that point the amount being spent per person was 1188 roll forward 10 years 
and you do the same calculations. And by then, it had changed to £951 per person. So that's a 20% fall. And that's partly to do with tighter budgets, less real-term spending, but also this 17% increase in the ageing population. Now, councils say they're underfunded. The government say, we are putting money in, but there needs to be closer work between health and social care. But it is worth saying all the different nations within the UK are facing extra pressures from an ageing population. Uh, now, I'm joined in the studio by a woman whose mum is currently in a rehabilitation centre, but she wants to be cared for at home rather than going into a nursing home. We're calling you Susan, because you don't want to use your real name. T- tell me a little bit about your mum. She's in her late 60s, isn't she? Yes, good morning, Ian. Good morning. Um, yes, my mother is just entered her late 60s, so, so still a young woman. Mm. And um, I have unfortunately had the sort of bad luck in the past couple of years to encounter many different people within the social services and NHS system, some of which are absolutely fantastic and couldn't do more, um, and others which are extremely detrimental and give the NHS and social services a bad name. Mm. And we have battled for two years against severe, what I would call ageism, really. Mm. Um, And there seems to be that throughout this country where there is, let's get old people, once they're retired... What use are they to society? Mm. Sell your house, go into a home. Um, I think if you need to go into a residential care home in this country, there are many fantastic ones around. And if that's ideal for you, fantastic. But unfortunately for my mother, she neither needs nor wants to go into a care home. She's not well. What's, what's, what's kind of wrong with her? Um, unfortunately, she suffered a major stroke two years ago. Um, on top of that, she has heart failure and renal failure. Mm. Um, however, in herself, she's a very happy, outgoing person still. Um, she is left with right side paralysis mm. and advanced aphasia, which is the inability to express herself verbally. But she's still there. She's still yes, completely mentally, with she's it. She's completely yeah. there. Um, there. So, unfortunately, it's robbed this wonderful, intelligent, you know, selfless woman of the ability to communicate and walk properly. Mm. However, she's perfectly still capable of living in her own home. And we've had intense pressure over the past two years to put both my parents into a home, even though my father is perfectly physically able oh. to stay in his own home, purely because he's in his 80s. He's a lot older than my mother. So what, what, she needs help around the home. What help does she need? Well, she needs help with um, personal care, so washing, transferring to the bathroom and back. Um, and help with preparing her food and giving her her food. She can feed herself. She has Mm. no issues with that. Now, there is a wonderful thing within the NHS called continuing care, Mm. which should be a joint venture between social services and the NHS as under a multidisciplinary team, which I believe your producer touched on this morning, Mm. um, early on in your show. Now, continuing care is the NHS's best-kept secret, they do not want to do an assessment because it is, places a huge legal burden on them in this country mm. to get it right. If they get it wrong, there can be many, many implications for them. And it is a, it's a very, very simple... It's made into a complex things, but it's very, very simple. If the person who is assessed has a medical need, they should be eligible for continuing care. Mm. Now, my mother has a medical need but she's classed as having a personal care need. Well, she needs help washing. Well, yes, she does, but it's an underlying medical reason as to why she needs this. If you're simply getting older, 
and you have no medical needs, then that's not an issue because why would you need... You don't need then continuing care and there are other services that can help and I'm happy to go through that with your listeners. Mm. However, when it comes to an underlying medical need, there is that system in place called continuing care and continuing care, if you get through all the assessment stages, you will be assessed as having full eligibility, full financial support where the NHS pays for everything. And I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? It does. It comes down to money. It would be cheaper for your mum to be in a, a, a care home than to have carers going in, I don't know, three, four times a day, wouldn't it? Well, you, you'd think so. Um, but because of my mother's complex needs, it would actually be cheaper for us to have a live-in carer at home. Right. Um, my mother is going through the continuing care assessment. I didn't know of its existence until ten weeks ago. Mm. And I have had to battle... And threaten and plead and beg. She's finally been assessed, but they have put through the assessment as her having three hours worth of care per day, which isn't what's needed. And it has been admitted unofficially to me by social services and the NHS that, well, you're being selfish by not putting her in a home. So that's the maximum we're going to pay for for her in the community. Now, the expert care, the carers that will be coming in, costs more per day than it would per week to have a living carer. Mm. So the NHS is wasting money on the on these things which don't meet the needs of people. Now, some of these care homes, some are mm. bloody awful. Some <laughs> of these care homes are brilliant. And, Absolutely. And people thrive and they get new leases of life in them. And we've got, I know a lot of our listeners that they have partners or parents that are in care homes. Why are you and why is she so reluctant to go into a care home? I think mainly because... Um, She's you know, still a young woman. I think there's a lot of ageism in this country of once you, once you hit 65, what use are you to the country? I consider just over 65 quite a, still a young age. Um, she's sort of... She's very much an active person with the community, within her friends, within her social group. And for her, being in a care-type care facility in this country does... It wouldn't do anything for her mental, meet her mental or social needs status. Mm. She doesn't, to her, then she's sitting with, you know, a group of people who are 20, 30 years older and it, it doesn't meet her social needs and it doesn't really meet her physical needs because, unfortunately, care homes, some of them have fantastic staff, but they are constrained by budgets as well and it doesn't meet the needs. She's in a rehabilitation centre now. How long has she been there and what, and what happens next? Well, um, the rehabilitation centres um, are basically like cottage hospitals. So they work on intensive physiotherapy to try and get them more mobility and to get more movement back in. And they are looking to discharge her soon, but they need to get a care package in place first for and that will take 6 to 7 weeks mm. so we're now waiting for the continuing care to come through and then hopefully we can get her home with a living carer uh, stressful. You've given me some reading that might be helpful for my mum, and I'm going to have a little look at that. So thank you for that. And it is, it is, it is that um, uh, interesting thing of, of what they class, what they, the, the, the social services in the NHS class as medical uh, care or social care. And they are, they are I say my mum has got MS, and they're very good at classing that as, it, well, it's not medical care that she needs, it's the social care, so we don't have to pay for it. And I know, and I sat in a board for two hours last week arguing the toss over this, you know, so, and what, what a surprise, that was rejected. I, I can 
completely appreciate that. I have had to physically remove a social worker from my parents' property before when she referred to my mother as it and told me to stick it in a home. Um, I did offer her the door to open it or not open it when I, when I showed her out the door. Um, however, like as the case I've handed to you there, yep. the Grogan case, yep. which you are, please feel free to use. Yep. And it does mention a woman in similar circumstances to your mother. Mm. Now, what also happens if, as in the case with my mother, they should have done a continuing care assessment two years ago when she first had a medical need when she was hospitalised. Mm. This was never happened. This never happened. What happens within the NHS is they, first of all, ask the question which you should never respond to and never answer, which is, will your mother be self-funding? Mm. And I went, um, well, my parents can't really afford it. They have no things, but, you know, whatever it takes, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, and you'll do it whatever you can for your parents. Yeah. And they wrote down the words, daughter will pay for everything. Mm. And I have been for the past two years. <laughs> so listen, we're running out of time. You mentioned that oh, before you came in that there were some uh, places that people could go to if they're a little bit worried about this. And uh, Absolutely. I've more. got some websites, that, um, addresses that I'm happy to pass on okay. to yourself to, um, load up onto your web, uh, to load up onto the BBC website. Um, I would say that there is those websites will be quite helpful. They can contact their solicitor specialising in continuing care cases, which, I've, which I'll pass on the details for. And that also social services do have a couple of good things which you can go to. So if you need help with care costs, but you don't meet continuing care needs, then you can go and ask them to signpost you to a brokering service, mm. which if you are under the threshold that will help you negotiate cheaper rates for care, any care that you might need. And they have a signposting service towards charities and people like Age UK who can help for free. I would strongly recommend that you keep pushing and yep. keep fighting. Susan, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank Let's you. get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's stop-start between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 7 for Hamel Hempstead. Looking at the speed sensors on the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the A1 southbound, that's looking very busy at the moment between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors in Watford on Exchange Road, that's looking very slow around Beach and Grove. On the trains, because of the flooding problems at Farringdon Station, there's a revised timetable on Thameslink trains between Bedford and St Pancras International and then to continue travelling south passengers need to change trains Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy Right, 7.17, it's Thursday the 29th of January I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday Spending in this region on social care for the over 65s has fallen in the last 10 years and a 17 year old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon BBC Three Counties Radio Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, 
humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you, Claudette, what does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. you do to me bend it shaved it just a little bit and bend it bend it i go just tell what Catherine say i'd love to know what you look like she flirting with the um steve which one he he flirts with us steve which um yeah oh oh flip it heck yeah oh blimey oh what are you gonna let me take you out Call me Steve. So what do we do? I've got an idea exactly what he looks like. I've got an idea. Uh, Julian's in Radlick. Good morning, Julian. Good morning. What would you like to say, sir? Um, one of the things I'd like to say is, have you heard of something called the Independent Living Fund? Um, is that what used to be mobility, mobility allowed or disability allowed? No. 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 Oh, in that it, case, no. No, what it is is that if you're... Um, I work part-time for a disabled chap in his own home that I've done for, like, 10 or 15 years. And there's a fund called the Independent Living Fund where if you need, if your care needs are higher than social service will pay for, yeah. 
then they give a bit more money. Oh. And basically, the individual employs the, the individual employs his own carers directly. They're giving what so, some money from social services, and if your care needs are higher, you get it bumped up by the independent living fund. But as of April this year, the government has decided to scrap the ind- independent living fund and give the money to local authorities. Oh. And the the I think the thing that worries people not like me, but the people that are employing me, is that if it's given to social services, then social services can dictate how how the care is supported and could even give the person less money. And and the idea is so you can live at home, you can go out independently, you can go to college, you can get... The idea is to make it sort of more person-centred. Sort of, if you flip back ten years ago... Before any of this came into operation, you'd have you'd have home care. You'd have them coming for an hour in the morning to get you up, maybe make you lunch at lunchtime, and that'll be it. And we were talking yesterday, Julian, about elderly people Mm, um, and asking. It still applies. Yeah, uh, and asking why elderly people weren't part of the austerity measures in terms of them still getting their bus passes and their heating allowance. (laughs) And I guess the question has to be: you know, if everybody is facing cuts, Mm -hmm. um, then um, why shouldn't disabled people face cuts as well? I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I think as long as it's as long as it's fairly done and it's not just all, t- as long as it's done in a fair manner and it's not all just yanked away, then I don't. Unless I'm a carer, I don't actually receive the care, so I can't. No. Well, Julian, listen, I, I'm going to move on, but thank you very much indeed. It's, it's, uh, it, uh, of course, the answer to that. The, the, the question is. If we're all in this together, why shouldn't disabled people um, be part of the austerity measures? The answer to that question is, you know the answer, Catherine? Because there's no other way for them to survive. Because we should be looking after the most vulnerable people in society, yeah. I guess, is, is, is the question, is, to, is the answer to... That's the point of the welfare state, isn't it? Yeah, and we should be looking after the most vulnerable people, and we should be making the cuts from the, the people that can take it, i.e. me, yeah. so that we, um, we don't have to make the cuts for the people that can't take it, i.e. The, the, you know, the people that Julian is talking about. Uh, Justin Dealey! Oi, geezer! <laughs> Got some evidence for ya? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> this, is a, this is the biggest surprise of my life. It has all gone. That turns out those drugs I bought back in college in 1997 are finally working. Uh, yeah, man, what's happening? All right, so, uh, Daly, it's good to speak to you, mate. Yeah. You've been taking it to the streets today. What, what, what have I been taking to the streets? Well, we've been... Uh, we've been uh, what, what did we ask Justin to take to the streets? I'm, I'm reluctant... Justin, I've, I've just spoken briefly to Justin, obviously, as the producer. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to talk about old people and how we're oh. letting people get too old. That's all right, Deals. All right, Deals. Well, let, let's hear about it. We, we cannot afford to get old in this day and age. We haven't got the money. It's right. a sad fact of life. But, on the other hand, we can give £15 million to foreign aid oh. when we're pleading for poverty over here and we're funding education in Afghanistan, China, Poland, Russia, you name it, we're giving it to them, and yet we can't even afford to look after J- our old Justin, people, homeless people. Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to remind you, of course, that we're supposed to, uh, as presenters here at the BBC, we're supposed to be impartial. Yeah, well, I've got an opinion, so sack me, I don't care. <laughs> well, oh. we... we uh, uh, Justin, do me a favour... <laughs> Yeah. Geezer? Geezer, yeah. Can you say hello to Justin, Justin? Oh, Geezer? All right, mate. Are you all right, mate? I'm all right, mate. You, how's it going? No, not not too bad, thanks. Yeah, I hope happy I'm gonna... Yeah, I know, mate. Those happy days are gone. No, no, you've got to make them happen. You know, don't let them be, pre- don't let them be pressured. Don't let them knock you down. Kick him up. Yeah, yeah. Kick, kick what up? Well, the people that are trying to kick you down. 
Well, yeah, well, we've just been talking to one, you know what I mean? Yeah, a bit of a left-wing donut. That ge- <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, that geezer bossy boots. Yeah. <laughs> he can't help himself. No, he can't, mate. He, he needs help. But oh, I, I Justin's? Know yeah? Sorry to interrupt, Justin's. Say hello to Justin. Hello. Hello, mate. Hello, Justin. No, you are not Justin. No, I know you're not Justin. Absolutely not. No, That's him with one of his uh, so-called pranks. Yeah, I know, mate. He he gets up... You've got to give and take a little bit, aren't you? You know, he's getting old. I think he's 42, isn't he? Yeah, he's an old geezer. His wife probably gets lots of headaches. Yeah, he's got it to come, mate. Stick him in a home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stick him in a home, he needs it. He's no good radio. Oh, That's yeah, right. but don't fund him, no. No, no, no. no. Let, him Let him just sit there and draw. Well, the way he talks, he's a millionaire, isn't he? Oh, no, I, I, I hesitate to say that. No, no, he is a millionaire. He don't tell anyone. <laughs> well, well, he talks very common. <laughs> yeah. I hope, it, I hope he's paying us for this. Well, he's, yeah. We're, we're paying his wages in the TV yeah, That's better. Disgusting. He's having a cup of tea, I reckon, with Catherine and Kelly. Yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? Nice and cosy. But it's it's absolutely better than listening to some of that forgettable music. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that music gets on my nerves. Anyway, geezers, what's happening? I've got to be going soon. Yeah, I don't know, mate. He's just put us together and that's it. Yeah, I know. How can we upset him? Well, Uh, he he would... Hold on. He would listen to the truth. Start between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 7 for Helmel Hempstead. Looking at the speed sensors, the A1M southbound, that's very busy between Junction 3 for St Albans and 1 for the M25. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And Hamel Hempstead, the A41 southbound, is also looking very slow from 2 Waters Road towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Clop Hill, looking at the speed sensors on the A6 Bedford Road, that's very slow between Back Street and the A5 
On the trains, there are some delays and disruptions to Thameslink services through London. They're using a revised timetable between Bedford and St Pancras International. So there's also some cancellations and delays, and it's all because of the flooding at Farringdon. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. Network Rail say there will be no service between St Pancras and Farringdon for at least the rest of today. It means a revised timetable from Bedford and Luton into the capital. Figures for this region show a fall in spending on social care for the over 65s in the last 10 years. Hertfordshire has seen a drop of 15%, Bucks and Milton Keynes 6 and 11% in Luton. And a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, a sixth-form pupil at the Lord Grey School in Bletchley, was attacked in Wadden Way and suffered two knife wounds. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tottenham are through to play Chelsea in the League Cup final, but Spurs needed a late goal to draw two all away to Sheffield United for a 3-2 aggregate victory. The Spurs manager, Maurizio Pochettino, can't wait to play at Wembley. Happy, happy for our supporter, our player, they deserve uh, to go to Wembley. I think it's a big, big thing for, for the club. Difficult to analyse uh, the game because when you create the chance and doesn't score, uh, you always give the possibility to come back to the game, to the opponent, and that was uh, happened uh, tonight. Chelsea striker Diego Costa has until 6pm today to respond to the charge brought against him by the FA for an alleged stamp during the League Cup semi-final with Liverpool on Tuesday. The incident was missed by the officials but picked up by the cameras. Costa could be banned for Saturday's Premier League match with Manchester City. Ahead of tomorrow's trip to Championship leaders Bournemouth, the Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic says he hopes to make more signings in the final days of the transfer window but he's also happy to focus on the players he has ahead of the key trip to the South Coast. I'm still waiting for um, for some player more, but I am working with my team. I am thinking about my uh, my players, and uh, actually my my safe or my solution is here with uh, working with players who is uh, actually in the in the squad. And in tennis, Andy Murray faces Thomas Burditch at around 8:30 this morning our time in the semi-finals of the Australian Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Dilly's not even here and he's on the show more than normal. We've still got to play his, um, his beach tees. Little beach tees in a bit. Catherine, remind us what we're talking about so that the listeners uh, can, can really um, get involved and decide whether they want to continue listening or switch over to heart. The amount that some councils are spending on care, social care for people over 65 has gone down by about 60% what are you across the country. Oh, I've got, oh, I've got a sore throat. It's a throat sweet. Yeah, well, that, OK, well, could you not? found it useful as an aid memoir. <laughs> oh, she's speaking Spanish. I'm not. It's French. All right, go on. Go on, Emos. Carry on. <laughs> I don't. Go on, Emos. Uh, we're you. also talking staying with the elderly, uh, and they're staying at it, apparently. <laughs> what was the start? I can't remember. That loads of old people are doing it. At least twice a month. They're trying to make babies. Now, we made Lockwood recoil in horror. 
Yeah, Matt Lockwood. Um, he's, he, I mean, he's an, he's he's only like twenty seven or something, but he's he's about sixty three. In yeah, mentally. In, so in dog years, no, in uh, human. He's weird, isn't he? He's a he's a he's a uh, character. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what we'd call him. Oh, has he gone out to the streets? He has, and he, I had a little chat with him beforehand as to how he would phrase this. I yeah. mean, he's going up to strangers, yeah. elderly people in the street, and yeah. broaching quite a, a very personal subject. Okay, you know. This isn't no. Generation X. They're not talking about it willy-nilly. Uh, if And willy-nilly is the problem. If an old couple like in the 80s had a baby, would the baby be 30 years old? <laughs> what? <laughs> Eventually, yeah. That is a great question. Let's, let's try it. Let's I don't try think... it. If you're 80... And you've got a baby. A <laughs> we want to try an experiment on you. Oh, I've made myself laugh at that, but it's a good question. No. It's a sensible question. <laughs> no. It's a sensible good question. No. Well, do you know? I do know. You don't know? Have you seen an, ever seen an old baby? Uh, old baby? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, would I? Baby Pat. What? It would come out of a little flat cap. Uh, ever seen an old baby? <laughs> do old do pensioners do pregnant pensioners give birth to middle aged men? And uh, what do you know about Taiwan? Those are the uh, and if you're elderly <laughs> and by elderly, this survey suggests over seventy. Can you still be bothered? That's the way we'll phrase it. Can you still be bothered? Nigel's in High Wycombe. Nigel, what would you like to say yeah, to us? Good morning, Ian. How are you, Keith? Um, do you know what, Nigel? I'm up and down, but the last five minutes have um, have brought a little bit of colour to my yeah. cheeks. I'm a bit cheesed off because every um, morning, I soon as I get out of bed and get ready, I look at the sun. But um, I'm very, very mad. Um, well, furious about looking in the front. Cover. Never look at directly at the sun, Nigel. Uh, what happened? There's a bloke, oh, we'll get a lot of people oh, yeah. fuming, there's a bloke on the front cover of the sun, he's got 26 kids by 15 women, yep. he gets a new five-bedroom house yep. and he's on benefits of £46,000 a year. Yep. I mean, this election coming up, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see a party, what gets rid of all these, um, you know, scroungers getting money out of hard-working people, you know, like yourself and JVS. And well, no, let's stuff. be honest, JVS and I, we don't really work very hard. We sit on our bums for three hours and oh, talking. No, but but it's, um, it's, it's just a joke. I mean, when the hell um, it's got to be a situation when the government realises, um, you know, people getting free money for doing nothing. It's terrible, Ian. It's really terrible. But he doesn't... Um, he doesn't get given £46,000 a year. He doesn't get £46,000 a year deposited in his bank account, does he? No, but he, he, on the front cover, he's got £46 a year on benefits and having kids. Yeah, well, so he'll get, he'll get um, tax allowances and, and things like that. But he's just fuming why he gets a five-bedroom house and others on the waiting list. Well, he lives. He lives with um, his. Uh, let me. I just saw the figure. He lives with. I think with his six kids yeah. and two grandkids. Yeah, I mean. Probably, so that's a lot of. It's somewhat, you could argue yeah. that's that that it, that the house is too small for him. Yeah, but they shouldn't have all these kids. If they can't afford to have kids, they shouldn't have kids, should they? No, terrible, yeah. He's got arthritis. Oh, no, but he not. says, I've done loads of jobs in the past. Yeah. I've not been on the dole all my life. Yeah. It's the kids that stop me from working and also my arthritis. It's terrible when you sort of look at even other people, pensioners. I think, I think with this election... Um, looking at it when you, you had your BMP and oh, JVS show, yeah. I think I think I think Cameron's going to get in again. I think it's stupid what? sort of going voting Labour, and I think Cameron will sort. I of feel sorry it. for this fella. The more I read this story, and I know because the sun the sun is the sun wants you to hate this man, and he, like, the sun wants you to hate everybody on benefits. You know that, don't you, Nigel? Yeah, but I mean, I'm listen not, to this, I'm, right? This is so sad. This is a really sad story. 
I don't get £900 cash in hand. No. The housing benefit uh, goes to my housing association. I've got a lot of children, and I've got regrets that I'm not in contact with them all. Mm. He doesn't see all his kids. Well, Isn't that sad? Well, no, I think it's going to... I think, looking at this today, I think people will go have mixed reactions where... And all these people getting forty-six grand benefits down to twenty-six. But I don't. How many people are getting forty-six thousand pounds a year in benefits? Not a lot. No, in that, and that's that's the thing I think we need to remember, Nigel. Yeah, there are some chances, and there are some slackers, and there are some lazy people. Yeah. I don't know about this fella. I mean, it's written so we think it. But there's only there's only a handful of people yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, who get this much uh, this amount in benefits. Yeah. What 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 you should be angry about, Nigel? Surely is um, things like... Did you see the Apple? You know the company Apple that makes yeah, the iPhones? Yeah, yeah. They made £16 mm. billion pounds in a yeah. quarter, yeah. right? The highest amount ever made yeah. by any private company. Yeah. Or yeah. public company. By any yeah. company, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. think that they pay all their tax? Yeah, but what he's got in the... I did read... Um, do you pay, think that they pay yeah. all of their tax? Google, do you think they pay all of their tax? Stop. What should be on the front page? I would have thought, instead of picking on the minority of people who maybe play the system and get a few quid out of it, yeah. surely we should be looking at all those huge corporations that um, that aren't paying their tax properly. Yeah, but it just... I think, you know, I mean, it's just saying on, on the um, page... Um, six, it just got it's shame instead of 26. I'll tell you what you should do forget page six and seven because it's got a bit. Go and look at page five. Page five is a much better. You, you'll enjoy page five, Nigel. 08459 four double five five double five. Now. You might remember a few months ago, we brought you a, brought you a story uh, about kids on motorbikes invading a cricket pitch in Houghton Regis. Well. Oh, man, the problem has come back, and it's not confined to the recreation ground. I take my children to the park. They're on the field, so my children aren't safe. They don't feel safe playing in the park or walking across the recreation ground. And a couple of times they set fire to bikes on the field as well, so then all the debris left on the field, and that's a danger to the children and obviously to dogs. It's pretty bad, actually, mainly on the walkways. But it's dangerous for children coming out of the houses because most of these houses have got young families and one of these days there's going to be a nasty accident. I think it's ridiculous. The police won't do anything about it. Apparently they're fine to do it. They've nearly run my own children over and I've reported it several times. Well, Andrew Salou is the Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Um, uh, it's depressing, isn't it? Well, I'm really sorry to learn about this issue. Um, we did manage to solve it with the cricket pitch, didn't we? Yep. And um, I'm determined that we'll do the same with Parkside Rec, you know, Chelsea Gardens, Side Farm Road, Drive and Drive, and all, all the other places in Hatton Regis where this is a problem at the moment. So I will absolutely be getting on to the police. But I do also want to try and have a look to see if there is somewhere that we can put a motocross track where it wouldn't disturb neighbouring residents. So there is, you know, a legal, safe alternative. Is it? Because we've spoken about this before. I've, I've spoken about this. It, it, there is a motocross track not too far away, I think. From Isn't there one in Dunstable? Well, there's, um, there's, a, there's a new skateboard park being built in Dunstable. So there are things for younger people to do, you know, being provided by the local councils, which is excellent. But motocross is, is clearly popular. Mm. What is completely unacceptable is that people do it in this dangerous way around where people live and down alleyways and in local parks and on, and on pavements and so on. So 
we've got to stop that. But um, we, we do need to find somewhere. And the police actually ran an excellent project um, a couple of years ago. And I'll certainly talk to the police and Central Register Council to see if we can try and get something like that up and running again. But it's also a question of finding a site that doesn't disturb neighbouring residents. Yeah. Because if there's continual noise uh, for neighbouring residents, that's not nice. I, I, I'm I, guessing... I just can't believe we can't find somewhere to do this, which wouldn't people. I'm guessing, we heard from one of the people who said she's seen motorbikes set alight. I, I, I would imagine if, there's, if they're setting bikes alight, they're probably nicking them. And uh, the, Would they be the kind of people, do you think, Andrew, that would respond to what sounds like an excellent idea of getting a legitimate motocross site up and running? Well, I think if you have a legitimate, safe site, you know, then, it, it, then you know, there, there's no compunction at all about the police clamping down hard and crushing bikes where they've been used illegally and, you know, putting every penalty and sanction in place that, that the law allows. The police do try hard. I will talk to the police about what more they can do, what their, what their tactics are. I did see one comment that they'd arrived with their sirens going and that, you know, gave the bikers warning. Yes to uh, get away down alleyways and so on. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk to people about how they're doing it. Um, but I'd also like to look at an um, alternative um, provision as well, if that's possible. Well, Andrew, listen, we, we, we know that you took uh, the, the cricket pitch on board and, and well done for that. Can I just ask, I, I, am I right in thinking that you're caught up in the uh, whole uh, Thameslink uh, uh, fiasco at the moment? Yes, I... Uh, Whereabouts are you? Well, I'm at St Pancras, just sort of um, in the corner of the Eurostar section. And I'm not going to go to Paris. I'm on my way down to prisons in Bristol and Cardiff. But I was trying to get on the 641 this morning from Luton Airport Parkway. That uh, had disappeared, didn't exist. So um, I took refuge on an East Midlands train, which did get me down here on time. But uh, last couple of times I've used uh, Thameslink. Unfortunately, it hasn't been that reliable. So I hope they can uh, improve their service to, uh, to commuters. Andrew, listen, good to talk to you. I hope you make uh, your destination in time. Andrew Salou, Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This oh. is Ian Lee. Yes. BBC Three Counties Radio. By, by the way, and Andrew Salou is, was... Uh excellent with the, the cricket pitch and he, yeah. he kind of, he got very involved in that but if you've got a problem um, uh, in your area, hey, guess what now is the ec- the most excellent time to get in touch with your local MP and try and get them to sort it because they've got 98 days to keep their jobs so if you've got if you've got beef you know, local beef, then um, get in touch with your MP now because they'll do everything they can to come on the radio or to come round to your house or to go to the recreation ground or to go to the, the shop and try and sort it out so now Now's the time. Uh, have you got any texts? Yeah, let's have a look. We've got some on here. Yeah, let's fine. see. Yeah, uh, mm. Taiwan. Oh, we've got some Taiwanese facts. Taiwan fact from, Beautiful. Uh, from Snuffers. Yeah. He's called himself Snuffles. Oh, that would be a... Um, maybe he's poorly, yeah, or maybe yeah. that's... Um, uh, what do they call it? Auto-capture. Um, yeah. Auto-correct. Uh, is that it? Yeah, you could, yep. do, you could do with that. Taiwan is part of the mm-hmm. Republic of China, but it's also legally known as a state. Ah, hence the confusion. Yeah, well... China controlled Taiwan until the Chinese Civil War in the 40s. Since then, the communist regime in China refutes claims that it should be a separate state. They rejected independence in 2008. Fun facts. In Taiwanese schools, teachers move classes, not students. Hey, well, here's the thing. Do you know what the most popular um, dinosaur is in uh, the Orient? It's the Taiwanosaurus Rex. Stop it. In Taiwanese schools... <laughs> Teachers move classes, not students, and Taiwanese oh. people are wary of rain due to a history of acid rain, and they have musical bin lorries. Hey, that sounds awesome. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some delays on the trains this morning because of flooding at Farringdon stations. There's a revised timetable on Thameslink services between Bedford and St Pancras International and uh, that's a continuing uh, travelling south passengers need to change trains. The 7.56 service from Luton to Bedford is cancelled and the 7.58 service from Luton to London is delayed. On the motorways, the M1 southbound is stop-start between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne and the A1M southbound is looking very slow on the cameras between Junction 3 for St Albans and 1 for the M25. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise is very busy round Junction 19 for Watford and in Beaconsfield on the Amersham Road. That's looking very slow between Ledborough Lane and London Road. Also looking very slow on Amersham Hill into High Wycombe. Um, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 7.46, it's Thursday the 29th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. Spending in this region on social care for the over 65s has fallen in the last 10 years and a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. Coming up, we'll find out are older people really at it more? But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Ian. A very cold day in store. Strong winds. West-southwesterly at the moment, becoming more northwesterly in time. That's really going to take the edge off highs of three or four Celsius. There'll also be some showers around, which initially could just be rain or sleet. But as the day wears on, more likely that we will see some snow in places. No warnings for us. All of those are much further north across the country. But we could see some slight accumulations in places. Uh, but also some tricky driving conditions as the strong winds will blow any snow around and just cause some poor visibility. Uh, through this evening and overnight, there'll be further showers for a time, a wintry mix of rain, sleet or snow before they start to ease off later in the night, but still keeping that strong wind, which should keep most of the frost at bay, but we could see the odd pocket in shelter as temperatures fall down to freezing. Cold day again tomorrow, cloudy to start, some showers through the morning, snow at first, but then more like rain or sleet, and eventually for the afternoon, some spells of sunshine. Highs tomorrow up a bit at around 5 or 6 Celsius. It will still feel cold in the wind, and that theme continues really through the weekend as the winds turn more north. Northerly, bitterly cold through the weekend despite some sunshine. One or two wintry showers, but they should be few and further between. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect it to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jbsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and... They have put in writing to me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. And, and, and let's be honest, why, why wouldn't you want to give us a call? It would be uh, crazy not to. Now, a developer wants to put travellers' plots on the site of a former pheasant pub in Amersham after having four applications to build houses there refused. Inland Homes, PLC, was due to submit its proposals for the land in Plantation Road to Chiltern District Council tomorrow. Or we can speak to local resident uh, Jeremy Mellins. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Ian. So this, this site, it, it's, it's an old pub, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's an old pub. Um, it's uh, actually now a Grade 2 listed pub, uh, but part of the building at least. Um, it's been subject to an ongoing planning battle. Um, the developers have lost twice and then lost again at uh, the planning appeal uh, by the ins- planning inspectorate. And um, unfortunately, the, uh, the developers had boarded up the site and uh, they were uh, waiting to see what would happen, and so were we, very much the residents. Um, everybody around here wants a development. It's just that they couldn't get permission for the development that they wanted to build. Everybody wants them to build something, but uh, because they couldn't get what they wanted, they've uh, made this threat. Um, I'm very glad to tell you, actually, that uh, due, due to the, the, the hoo-ha that's been going on in the last couple of days, the um, developer has now agreed to meet with the planners, but they've still left the site deliberately in, insecure, so that it, uh, some threat still remains over the locals. Well, d- 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 why is it a threat that it's been left insecure? They, the, it was done deliberately, and I think it's the, the, the chief executive of, the, uh, of Inland Homes has made no, uh, no secret of it, that he's done it to, to rattle the cages of the locals. There's several reasons. First of all, there's a lovely listed building on the site. It's now vulnerable. Anybody could come. Anything could happen to it. The site could also be vulnerable to anybody getting onto it. Now, initially, um, the chief executive made a, a threat that he was going to apply for a traveller site to be put on, um, because uh, the, the, the implication being clearly, well, if you don't want our buildings, see how you enjoy that. Um, it's, there wasn't a, a license for it. He hasn't applied for a license, and thankfully, he's taken that threat away and agreed to sit down around the table. Now, why is that? I don't understand positive. why that's a threat. Um, I think that because for people in the local area, first of all, there's no permission for it. It's a very tight development surrounding by houses, surrounded by other houses, and the feeling is that if an unlicensed, unregulated development crops up um, with no permission to be there, you're going to get um, unpredictable consequences. But, and but I, he wouldn't be able to, to. He wouldn't be able to, to make it into a traveller site unless he got permission. I mean, he wants to. Ter- he wants to build flats. I think there doesn't he? And, he and, wants, and properties, and he he's not had permission build- for that. So I don't understand why him saying, "Well, we're looking at uh, it being possibly being a traveller site." Why you would consider that a threat? Unless, the, the, unless you're saying you don't want travellers living near you. Well, look, it's always the danger in these conversations, and nobody. Nobody would want to be painted, and certainly not me, as somebody that's uh, you know instinctively um, against travellers being anywhere. And, and then the, why would it, why would it, why would it, be, it being suggested it could be a traveller site be perceived as a threat? Because I think the reality for people living in the area, and it's an area where people own their homes, is that it makes a huge difference to your. Um, your, your life and your livelihood. Once you have um, a traveller site in the neighbourhood, for better or for worse, it does devalue um, the, the experience of living in the area. So you don't want travellers living near you, is, is what you're saying? I don't want... I, I, I don't want a traveller site in a place where I, in, in, next to my home when I think it's an inappropriate area. OK, so, so NIMBYism? 
Well, NIMBYism's a very easy thing to to, to level at, at anybody. And again, I think people objecting to planning could also be accused oh, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, of course they could, yeah. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, it's, it's a very pejorative word, but actually most people would feel the same way about it. What would you like to see happen to the site? I'd like to see the developers get permission to build really nice homes, accommodate local families, hopefully a mix of affordable housing as well, because there's a big demand for it. And the local authority have said that they've designated this area for development. And um, I I would really love to see the developers sitting around the table, as I think they're going to do now, with the local authority making some plans to build um, a lovely development of family houses and a com- you know, because they're desperately needed. Uh, well, he's taken away the, uh, in inverted commas, threat of it being... He sent us a statement, Stephen Wicks. He was going to join us this morning, but he cancelled last night. He said, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the local authority uh, is now prepared to have further talks with us to progress residential development on the former Pheasant pub site, and we've decided not to pursue the traveller application for the moment pending the outcome of these dis- discussions. Yes. So are you and, happy with that? Um, I'm very happy that he's, um, that he's sitting down, because I really think that the best possible outcome for everybody is he gets to build his houses on the site and you know i'm not stupid i understand that that developers need to develop and that's what they're there for and it's a good thing that homes are going that will be built but i just think that the heat needs to be taken out of it everybody needs to calm down and build some lovely houses accommodate some families and get on and make this it's it's still a lovely neighborhood and will continue to be one um into the future without the travelers um, well, without the travellers, if um, at this stage, if you Jeremy, may- I've got to move on. Thank you very much indeed, Jeremy Mellins. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Karen's called in about this morning. Karen. Yes, hello. I did want to speak to that gentleman. I was just wondering if they did turn it into flats. I've not been listening to all of it. I think he was on about they was going to build flats. I think. Would he mind if gypsies moved into the flats? And he's on about families, you know, lovely families having homes. Well, I'm a gypsy and I've got a lovely family. None of us has got criminal records. We've all got jobs and we all pay our taxes. But it's the same old. Um, he doesn't want a gypsy caravan site next to where he lives. So where is people got to go? Can, can you understand why he wouldn't want? A gypsy caravan site next to his not, flat. Not, it not. would devalue. For, okay, on a base level, it would it would lower the value of his property, and, and people, um, you know, they they, they they view their homes as an investment for when they're yeah, older. Yeah, but that's that's just racist behaviour. It's devaluing their homes. But it would de- it would de- that's a fact. It would devalue the property of the, the price of their property. Yeah, but why? Why? Well, for whatever reason, it would be devalued to have a load of caravans next to your house. Of course, it would. That's that's a fact. Yeah, but why? Oh, I don't... I, well, I don't know. No, because, I don't either. Because but, people you know. don't... OK, well, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, Karen, because people, um, when they go and they're going to buy a property, if they see there are a load of caravans next to it, it, don't look, it doesn't look as nice. It doesn't look as nice, really? No, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. That's what I would think if I was going to go and buy a house. Yeah, but wh- why would you think that? Because I, I don't see, think I don't, caravans I don't look know very why nice. People think that they see. But Karen, Karen, listen. The, 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 the reason why it devalues the property or not is is almost irrelevant. It, it is a fact that it would devalue the, the the price of the property. 
I don't understand why. I well, I don't. We don't. The, the, there, the there wise or wherefores is not relevant. It's there, a fact that it would. Yeah, there was. There was a. So, can a, you understand his point from? Can you understand no, his point of view from that? No, he doesn't okay. want his property devalued. No, there was a place in Bletchley a while ago. The pub burnt down, and they was going to rebuild it for people who's got like mental issues, um, drug issues, etc., etc. Okay. And then people was all saying, "Oh, it's going to devalue our home. All our homes is going to be." No, but Karen, we're going but off on. A, we're going off. I don't. I, I don't. We can argue the the social implications of why and, and wherefores. Because but people it's... don't see us as other people. We, no. We're looked on the lower food chain and because okay. if we're there, it's going to lower their property and it's racist well, behaviour. Well, no, Karen, it's not racist to say, to say a fact. Well, it is because no, he said he um... doesn't want gypsies in his area. Well, that's so where what... are they supposed Karen, to Karen, let's focus on one point. It is not racist to suggest that um, uh, having a, a caravan site next to your house would devalue the, the, the price of the house. That's a fact. It would do it. It would do that. If, if I move so in, can, if I, if can I, you understand no, why he's if, upset if, at the, the the prospect of his property losing value? Yeah, but if I, if I moved in next door to you in a house or a flat, whatever you got next door to me, we're not like, talking I'm, about that. I, we're yeah, talking about I'm caravans. A, I'm a gypsy, but if, if I was to move and live there in a caravan, why would that make your home any less? Because caravans don't look as nice as houses. In your opinion? Well, in, and in the opinion of, of of estate agents and people who are buying houses, listen, it's a fact, Karen, that having a, a load of caravans next to a house devalues the property. It's a fact that when you go and you're, you're looking to buy a house. Even if the next-door neighbours have got a caravan in the front garden and they're not travellers, it's just they go, they go touring twice a year, it devalues the property. You know, some of the gypsy caravans cost 30, 40 grand upwards. OK, well, Karen, listen, we're kind of going around in, in, in circles and, it, you know, I don't, we don't want to argue the... Anyway, um, should we go to the travel? Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Twenty-five anti-clockwise has been an accident at Junction 22 for St Albans on the entry, uh, stop blocking the entry slip road there and there's also queuing, queues building up for a mile on the approach to there. On the M1 southbound it stops out between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne and the A1M southbound is looking very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Looking at these speed sensors on the A1 southbound there are queues starting to build up between the Kimbleton turnoff and the Black Cat roundabout and on the trains there are some delays to Thameslink services through London. They're using a Revised timetable today between Bedford and St Pancras International. That's all because of the flooding at Farringdon. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just had an awesome email from Howard Kalen, lead singer of the Turtles. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see a project there. I can see me jacking in this nonsense to go to the States to work on uh, work on a Turtles box set. Yeah, sure, why not? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can we can we not spend the rest of the show talking about travellers and and gypsies and all? We seem to get dragged down that route a little bit too often. Let's um, let's talk more about Taiwan and old people having it. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines continued delays on Thameslink trains, fall in spending on social care and teenager arrested over Bletchley stabbing. BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. Network Rail say there will be no service between St Pancras and Farringdon for at least the rest of today. It means a revised timetable from Bedford and Luton into the capital. Roger Perkins 
Perkins is from train operator Govia. The floodwater has damaged five of other trains in our fleet. Um, we have about 121, I think it is, trains in the fleet. But um, we've checked so far the trains that went through um, when the water was at its deepest. And we're now checking the rest of the fleet. Figures for this region show a fall in spending on social care for the over 65s in the last 10 years. Hertfordshire has seen a drop of 15%, Bucks and Milton Keynes 16% and 11% in Luton. Meanwhile, some of the UK's biggest insurance companies have told the BBC they currently don't intend to offer cover for people who want to plan ahead for care needs in their old age. From next year, the government is capping the cost of care, but individuals who will have to pay the first £72,000 themselves. The care minister, Norman Lamb, is urging insurance firms to change their ways. But I do challenge the industry. Don't be conservative on this. Step up to the plate. We've taken the steps that they wanted us to take to enable them to do these reforms. And I think they need to be ambitious and to recognise the importance of providing products so that people can plan for old age. A 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, a sixth-form pupil at the Lord Grey School in Bletchley, was attacked in Wadden Way and suffered two knife wounds. A 68-year-old man seriously injured in a hit-and-run in Luton two months ago has died in hospital. A Renault Megane or Scenic failed to stop after the collision in Montrose Avenue on the night of Wednesday, the 26th of November. League tables for secondary schools are published this morning, but some head teachers say they are a complete mess because of changes to the system. Overall performance is expected to dip as a result of changes by the government, which says it has stripped out qualifications of little value. Residents in Houghton Regis are again calling for action to deal with off-road motorbikes being ridden dangerously and causing damage to playing fields. A Facebook site for the town has highlighted tyre marks on Parkside Recreation Ground. MP Andrew Salou is promising action. I will absolutely be getting on to the police, but I do also want to try and have a look to see if there is somewhere that we can put a motocross track where it wouldn't disturb neighbouring residents. So there is you know, a legal, safe alternative. A Hertfordshire-born businessman has been appointed as McDonald's first British chief executive. Steve Easterbrook from Watford was credited with boosting sales for the chain in Britain when he became UK chief executive in 2006. In sport, Andy Murray faces Thomas Burditch this morning in the semi-finals of the Australian Open and Tottenham are through to play Chelsea in the League Cup final. The weather staying cold and breezy with sunny spells but also scattered sleet and snow showers, a maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning! Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up... We will have Justin Dealey's Teas from the Beach. Matt Lockwood's been out on the streets asking old people if they still get it on. Oh, and a load of other stuff as well. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You right, Lockers? Hello, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Are you? Hello. A little bit too enthusiastic for me at this time uh, of the morning. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Andy's on the line. Morning, Andy. Good morning. What you got for us, Andy? No, I think it's a bit unkind, the, the coverage we're regarding uh, um, the trains that are going through St Pancras. 
You, th you think it's a bit unkind? Well, the blame seems to be on the railway. It's, it's not. It's Thames Water. I, I went through it on Friday. I probably went, went through one on, on Friday, one of the last trains that got through without, yeah. without, any, without any difficulties. Um, I mean, the, water, the water's coming from Thames Water, and Thames right. Water are failing to uh, to deal with it. But in, in, I'm sorry, in what way has the coverage been unkind? Well, it, it's, it, it all seems to blame Thameslink and how appalling the railways are at um, maintaining their railways and, and, and giving you a good timetable. It's, it's not even even a nature thing. So it's, it's, the line I've been, this is the line I've been reading at the the last headlines I read at quarter two. Mm -hmm. Tell me if you think this is unfair. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. How, how is that unfair? That is the last one which he did before that. It, 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 was, it was saying that... Um, the saying that the, it, was the, it was down to Thameslink, not down to... Um, the, not me. That's not what I've been saying. I, I've been saying commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains, which is a fact. Yeah, it is. OK. But, but it, 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 it focuses on, on Thameslink. It yeah, because, because, because it's, it's Thameslink train, so people need to know that, uh, oh, hang on, Thameslink, yeah, I use that. I, I, I should be careful. I'll check. I get, I get what you're saying, but it, it, it blames the railways. It's no, that line, the, that line doesn't... That line, what is going on with everyone? That line doesn't blame the railways. That line purely states fact. It's fact. Let me read it again. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains. Fact. Into London. Fact. This morning. Fact. Yep. Due to flooding in a tunnel. Fact. Which has affected services since Friday. That's, that's pure fact. Where does it m mention Thames Water? Well, whose it, fault it is? It, it, yeah. Well, the, the bulletin is only so long, Andy. It, it, it's, I'm really confused as to why you're so... OK, up, up until yesterday, your, your um, reports were mentioning every single time. It was down, down to the water mains and the fact they repaired the big one and now the small ones are right. failing. Because... And, Andy, do you know what? Yeah. I, 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 I think you've got beef and I don't know why. Thanks for clarifying it and, I, and for bringing it to everyone's attention. Fair play. Fair play indeed. Um, <laughs> Catherine? Uh, I mean... I, if, uh, it's I, been going on since last week. Apologies to Thameslink if I've been if you think you've been taking a battering from me. I don't think they have. They came on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, OK. So we now know. I'm glad that's... In case that's anyone was under any misconceptions. Thank you. I'm glad that's clarified. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Our councils... Uh, I'm not laughing about this, because this is a very serious story. Our councils are spending significantly less on care for over 65s than they were 10 years ago. That's according to the latest BBC investigation, which looked at the amount local authorities have been investing in social care. Hertfordshire has seen a drop of 15%, Bucks and Milton Keynes has seen a 16% drop, and there's been a fall of 11% in Luton. Well, Colette McKeveney is Director of Age Concern Luton. Good morning, Colette. Good morning, Ian. Um, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. There's been a drop in the amount of money spent by local authorities. Um, should we be surprised by that? I don't think so. I mean, we, we all know we've been through a fairly difficult few years in terms of um, public spending and spending overall. We all know the belts tightened, and um, we, we knew there were cuts in social care, so I don't think we should be surprised. I think the question is really why have we not been more upset about it? Mm. What the, the social care, adult social care, has changed in the last sort of t ten years or so, hasn't it? Completely. I mean, there are a lot more people living in their own homes with care packages than there were ten years ago. 
a decade ago, if you had, you know, what people consider moderate to high needs, um, you would have possibly gone into a care home. Now you're more likely to live at home with three or four visits a day from carers. Uh, and it's under. I, I was saying earlier on, and we've said this: some care homes are brilliant places, uh, mm-hmm. and you know the staff are wonderful and they're great. Some some can be a little bit ropey. Uh, can, can you understand? We spoke to a lady on who, who doesn't want her parents going into a nursing home. Yeah. You, can you understand that? I can completely understand. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there are options about now for some people, such as extra care schemes and so on. I think the first thing I would say to any listener, though, is it is so complicated. When you find yourself with somebody who's going into care, or you're going into care yourself, yourself you need to get advice because um you know good luck understanding it is really really complicated mm. uh, there are there are some instances i guess when people they kind of need to go into care homes you know every other option has been investigated it's the safest thing, yeah. and it's, it's that, that exactly it's the safest thing mm-hmm. uh, for them and yet they still don't want to what can be done in those situations i think that's one of the, the awful things about when you find yourself suddenly very ill You've got lots of emotional and mental transitions to make. I mean, when you're in hospital, you just dream of getting home and you kind of think it's going to be the same when you get home. And we know from our hospital discharge services how many people get home and it's a shock. You don't cope the way that you did before. All those things that you thought you could do now actually are huge barriers. So I think partly it's, it's you know, that horrible transition when you've had a stroke or you're suddenly ill. Um, you think it's going to be okay. When you get home, you realise it's a lot more difficult. With these, um, with these cuts going on, have you noticed... Um... Um, uh, uh, people coming to you more or people affected by cuts more in the last few years? Yeah, I mean, uh, all of that. But also, um, just people who don't understand it, it's so complicated. I mean, at the moment, there's a huge drive for integration of NHS and social care in an attempt to simplify. But, you know, in the short term, it actually is a bit more complicated. Mm. So so maybe, you know, a few years down the road, we'll be having this conversation and it'll be like, hasn't that worked well? But at the moment, I mean, people feel they're falling between stools of NHS care, social care, private funding, um, you know, uh, new budgets which are out there, new direct payments type arrangements. There's, there is so much going on in social care that, you know, I would really reiterate, if you find yourself in that position, get some advice. Age Concern Newton's here to help. Um, there's Age UK out there for other parts of the region. You know, you need to talk to somebody that understands these things for your particular situation. Can I, can I ask a question? We had a caller on very, very early on in the show who was was, was very frustrated. Uh, he's a campaigner for pensioners' rights. very frustrated that the media doesn't cover these kind of stories enough. And it left me scratching my head because, boy, oh boy, we can't get rid of you sometimes, Colette, you know. Uh, and I like to think that, that, that on this show, we tend to cover um, the, the good and the bad stories yeah. in, in, involving older people. Is that true across the whole media, do you think, or, 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 or could more be made of these things? Well, do you know, that's such an interesting question because um, if you take a little web search of, of what's going on in the media and older people, um, you know, sometimes the stories tend to be about the bed blockers and the burdens, but there's not the analysis of why that's happening. So I think you're really doing your bit, but not everybody's doing the bit. And the truth is, it's probably not that interesting a topic to some listeners, unless it's something that you're facing. Hey, because, hey, we, we are never going to get, I'm never going to get old, and I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be young forever. That's kind of the attitude, is that, you know, as, 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 yeah. I, as I get older, I'm realising that's sadly not true, but uh, that is the attitude for a lot of people. It's not my problem, nothing to do with me, will never affect me. And it's a bit difficult to understand in two or three minutes, you know, and I think people, if they can't understand it instantly, it's hard for them to stay engaged with it. So, you know, I, it's, I really believe, and I think you're really doing a bit on this, there's um, a need for a really big conversation. We need to be thinking about this. Uh, you know, we need to be saying, well, why don't pension companies want to arrange products to pay for our care? What's going on here? You know, wh- why... Um, 
why is it difficult to get a living carer? Why is it more expensive? Why is it cheaper to go into a care home? What, you know, or why can't I go into a care home? Because it's, you know, I don't meet this criteria, that criteria, when plainly um, the reason I can't do X, Y, Z is because of, of the medical condition that I've got. Colette, it's always good to talk to you. You're always welcome on here. You know that, Colette McKeveney, Director of Age Concern, Luton. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. We got any texts? No. In that case, um, we should. Uh, we've had three Justin Dealers we have, on today. Well, let's do, we, let's. We should. We should. We've had this for a while. Justin is not here officially. He's taking it to the beach in the hunt for reggae artiste Carl Malcolm, who sang "Hey Fatty Boom Boom." A calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, he's he's on the beach probably as we speak. Uh, and he sent he sent us a little uh, taster, didn't he, uh, Kelly Betts, of what we can expect. He has. Yeah. Do, does it need any introduction, or do we have just have you listened to it? Because you know what he's like. Yeah, I've listened to it, and I've put a little jingle at the front. Okay, it's ready to go. Here we go. This is Justin Dealey. <laughs> Taking it to the beach with J Dog. Hey Charlie, what up? I'm cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Making my last rounds in the office. Yeah, OK. With my royal treasures. Yeah, I can see you've got your royal treasures there. Um, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Fatty Bum Bum, give us ten seconds of Hey, Fatty Bum Bum. Hey, Fatty Bum Bum, what you doing tonight? Sweet sugar dumpling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Fatty Bum Bum, yeah. Sweet sugar dumpling, yeah. You haven't seen him, have you? Huh? You haven't seen him? No. OK. <laughs> so on. Uh, uh, oh, that's made me laugh. But, I'm starting to wonder whether he'd ever heard him either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll have that in the podcast, I think. That's, um, it's good to know that Dealey is, uh, is alive and, uh, well, uh, well, I uh, assume. Lockers, we, uh, we sent you out. We're going to hear your piece. Like, like, don't pull that microphone because it's turned on. Is it? Oh, yes. good. There we go. We're going to uh, hear your piece earlier on, uh, later See what on. he's called it? Yes. What's he called it? Mature lovemaking. Oh. Mature lovemaking. Uh, you've heard 40 seconds of Dealey there, and yep. it was gold. It was. Can you can you, uh, well, you rub up as well as Dealey? Yeah, I mean, in my package, my Vox, uh, you'll hear from a homeless man who's about... Well, he says that the cut-off point should be 92 <laughs> in terms of mature lovemaking. <laughs> oh, and I, don't know if we need, I don't know if we can play it. But he yes. wonders whether Shirley Bassey's still active, and I, I don't know. Oh, f- <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound is blocked between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 4 for Hartford because of an accident. And the M25 anti-clockwise has a lane blocked at Junction 22 for St Albans because of an accident involving a car transporter. So that's uh, blocking traffic for people in lane 4 on the M25 heading towards the M1. In Chessent on the A10 southbound it's very slow between the Turnford and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And into High Wycombe on Marlow Hill that's looking very busy as well on the speed sensors. On the trains there are some delays to Thameslink services today through London. London. They're using a revised timetable between Bedford and St Pancras International. There are half-hour delays on Southern services because of a signalling problem and ten-minute delays on Abellio Greater Anglia services from Hartford East to Liverpool Street. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Coming up, we will get that um, piece from Matt Lockwood about... Uh, <sighs> 
16. It is Thursday the 29th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning because of Thames water! Spending in this region on social care for the over-65s has fallen in the last 10 years and a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio. Someone's um, uh, made a, a gif. Aww. Someone's made a gif. What's that? The GIF is um, like a little short three second. Is it pronounced? You, you, is, I thought it was yeah. a hard G. Yeah, I saw it online once. Saying it's a GIF, as in lemon. Well, hang on a second. Kelly was on the um, training. Oh, Matt, Matt, you were on the training yesterday. Got, Matt. Oh, for goodness sake. Say, yeah, sakes. say GIF. What's a, what's a Thanks, GIF? I use that in my kitchen. No. Gets out any stub no, in the you state. don't, because your kitchen is not set in the 1980s. You use SIF. Oh, well. A GIF, stroke GIF, is like a little three-second animation that someone has made. Oh, I know. Have you seen it? It of... is. Have you seen it? No. Go onto the Facebook page. It's on uh, other uh, posts to page. Okay. Someone has put a really, and it is, um, oh, Andy's called back to say thank you for mentioning Thames Water, and it's a pleasure. It is a really messed up, it's quite disturbing. I should just explain, but Ian is referring to a rumour that has been viciously started by some listeners. Yes. That I am the father of producer Laura's child, well, Ryan. There is a resemblance, isn't there? Well, look at the gif. <laughs> and somebody has merged a picture of Ryan... It is so, that poor boy. ...with me. That poor boy. And, I mean, it is quite scary. Yeah. How do I find it? Go to Produce. posts... Uh, it's on the BBC Three Counties uh, Facebook uh, uh, page. Yes, yeah, so if you click on there... Right. ...and then uh, if you scroll down a little bit... And on the left-hand side, uh, Laura's Boy and JVS by Peter Normington. Oh, here we go. Click on that. It is terrifying. Particularly to me. Oh, I, can't, I can't get it to open now. Can you get it to open? I've got it. You got it? You it's watching it? It's loading. Hang on. I couldn't get it to open earlier. It is... It's, I mean, it's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Have you reported this, Mr Normington, to the uh, authorities? Ap- apparently, um, Laura has not yet broached the subject with her husband. <laughs> He's not yet been made aware of the rumours that are circulating. Okay, it's, uh, I don't think there's any truth behind. There it is. Rumors. There it is. I've got I mean, it. You would You've know. I it. think you would know. Oh, look at that! Have you got it, Kath? I can't. It won't open. Click on. Oh, one minute. Come round. It is that poor lad. But <laughs> look at that! Isn't that weird? <laughs> come, and look, come and look at this. Look at this. This is so freaky. So that, uh, that I'm oh, assuming yeah. that's Laura's boy. That's, that's okay. Right. It's hard that's to tell the difference. Ryland, yeah. Yeah. Oh, crikey, Bobs. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's scary, isn't it? Oh, John. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching it, that it's, yesterday. It's really scary. I watched it for about an hour. It's quite hypnotic. Yeah, it is. You could make it into, like, a screensaver, couldn't oh, you? Oh, that poor boy. Look at him. Oh, no, so what do you mean, that poor boy? You were telling me yesterday how handsome I was. I think if the poor little mite looks like me, he's a lucky devil. <laughs> What have you got on your show this morning? Is he doing DNA results? Well, I'm hoping you'll be interested in this. It's certainly something that's been kicking off a lot on social media. Uh, Glamour model Katie Price has been criticised after revealing she has a council tax-funded taxi driver and nurse to take her disabled son from Sussex to his special school in London. Yes. 
She's estimated the total cost of getting her son to and from school at £1,000 a day. And part of that cost is subsidised by the local authority. Well, the model, also known as Jordan, is valued at around £40 million pounds yep. and is expected to earn a further £500,000 for her appearance in this year's Big Brother. Her on-screen rival, Katie Hopkins, has apparently argued that Katie Price should pay for her son Harvey's transport and nurse herself. She's a wealthy woman. But do you agree with this? From nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Do you think Katie Price should pay for her disabled son to get to school? She's £40 million. Pounds. Yep. That's how much she's got. Yep. Should she have to pay for her own disabled son's transport? We mentioned this yesterday. It was in the papers yesterday. And uh, we had some people phone up. They were furious. Mm. The first caller, I think it may have been Anna. I, I'm, I'm, she was furious well, with this. I've been sitting upstairs in the middle yep. of a raging argument between members of my team. Oh, about this, oh. absolutely furious well, just argument. Put, just put them there. on. Well, I'm, I'm wondering whether go out for a coffee. I'm wondering whether we should. From nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think that Katie Price should have to pay for her disabled son to get to school, or? As a taxpayer, yep. as someone who, if she's got £40 million, chances are she also contributes a lot financially to this country, yep. should she still get the same services that would be available to someone in her position that didn't have that money? Here's the thing. If, if someone phones up and says that she should not be entitled to that, well, then by the same argument, old people shouldn't be... Rich old people shouldn't be entitled to free bus passes. It's very interesting. Your views from nine this morning. Do you think Katie Price should pay for her disabled son to get to school? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can I just... I, do, I don't often blow smoke up your backside, partly because you don't allow me to anymore, and that's a shame, because I miss those sessions. But uh, can I just... Can I just let people know how lucky they are to have JVS Go doing on. this? I'm looking at the Twitter feed of another BBC local radio station. Oh, yes. At nine o'clock, the big conversation there will be... What do you make about the plans to push ahead with a 50 miles per hour speed reduction zone on the A14 Orwell Bridge? I think I think yours is a little bit better, Jonathan. Congratulations. Thanks very much. You're welcome. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Well, no, you're from. Uh, you can give it. Give me your opinion for as, as someone from the British Parking Association. Is it unfair? Well, there are so many different instances. That okay, here's an instance. Before then, in this part of the programme, I'm going to meet Sam Ackerman. Now she's from High Wycombe. And at her heaviest, she weighed 21 stone. Yeah, I just, I think I had everyone around me just, just love me enough to, to accept the way I was. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And I used to have to put up with the house band who couldn't read my music very well and doing a lot of songs I didn't particularly want to sing anyway. But the question is, Elkie Brooks, do you still do bar mitzvahs? bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. Now, if you want to stay married or keep your relationship alive, should you avoid Facebook? Allowing you to listen to what you missed bbc.co.uk yeah, oh she's still talking sorry do it whenever um so um matt lockwood oh. what? wait a minute sorry sorry am I, am I on air yes oh no sorry sorry i was just having a party outside just waiting for you why have you why have you gone outside? I, I know that you're stood in the car park. I know no, you're I'm stood about a hundred yards away from me. I'm not stood in the car park, don't he's, be ridiculous. He's taking it to the street. He's taking it he's in the car he was in he was in that studio no, two minutes no, no, ago. No, no. And now he's gone out to the car park to make it sound more authentic. You are speculating. Come, come in. No, you're speculating. Come, in to, my come into my studio. Really? Come into my studio now. Really? Come in. Is that an order? Now, yes, in. What will happen if I disobey your come order? Come on, Matt. Come, come in. 
Time's a wasting. Come in, Lockwood. Your time's uh, up. Wait a minute. He's, too, he's just gone and stood outside. I'll have to, wait a minute. Just to make it sound more authentic. He's in the car park. It's radio, isn't it? It's all pretend. Well, yeah, I know it's all pretend, but also it's BBC radio, which means none of it's pretend. It's all genuine. Have you got your key, Matt? Or do I have to come I and let you in again? Uh, wait a minute. Let me put my box down. What's this thing called? A, a Woody into it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stay there, Woody. What's a kerfuffle? Stay there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, dear, dear. How long have we got him for? I think two weeks. Oh, not the whole two weeks. Wait a minute. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we yes, can still hear you. That's a recording right. device, a uh, that transmission. Good? Right. Uh, right, I'm going through the other door now. We'll see him in about five seconds. Yeah, you'll see me across the window. He's like our version Four. of Cheggers, except there he is. a bit more miserable. Right? Yeah, come in here. Oh, all right, wait a minute. This is, is that going to give us fe- feedback if he comes in with The that? Larson effect is going to take place, yeah. What? Will it give what? Feedback? Yeah, turn it off. I'll give you feedback. You're fired. Turn it off. Right, wait a minute then. I'll just switch it off. I'll just close his fader really. He's in my studio now. Uh, wait a minute. There we go. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you, why were you stood in the car park, mate? You're not allowed to lie at the BBC anymore. Thanks, Russell Brand, for that. And Jonathan Ross. Well, I don't hold him so responsible. And he listens. Are you, are you going to read a script to me? Well, I've shown initiative. No, it's just my nerves. Half of men are having sex in their 70s. Women, it's just over third. One in three say they have sex at least twice a month. Many in their 70s and 80s say they still indulge in frequent kissing. Why is he Scottish? Why is he Geordie? Why is what was that? Why is he here? So, you've taken it to the streets. I have. Do you want to introduce it? All I can say is it's Luton. Can I just ask you, are you ever too old for a bit of, uh, you know what? No, never too old. If you're in your 70s? No. 80s? No. 90s? Never. Come on, if you're in your 90s, you can't perform, can you, in the bedroom? Of course I can, I'll have some tablets. Really? (laughs) Ask him. Ask him. Are you ever too old for a bit of, uh, you know what? Bit of what? You know what? Never too old, never too old. I'm 50 and I love it. What about when you're 70? I'll still have it then. Really? Yes, definitely. What about 80? Of course we are. If I can do it, get on with it. When you're 90? Come on. There's got to be a cut-off point. No, there's never a cut-off point. Keen to get your thoughts this morning on mature lovemaking. Uh, how old mature? 70. Oh, dead wrong. Dead wrong? Uh, Yeah, they're too old. Too old. What should they be doing instead? Sleeping? Sleeping when they're 70, so just full-on sleeping, no lovemaking. Yeah, no lovemaking. There's still people doing it in their 80s and 90s, apparently. No, no. Will you be doing it when you're... uh... Hopefully not. No. (laughs) No. So I've got some information I want to tell you. Are you ready? When I'm 70, I will not be engaging in any form of lovemaking, either kissing or touching. What do you think of that? I think that's too young. What do you think I should still be having a bit of... How's your father? Stop and tickle at 70. Well, because 70 is nothing these days, is it? Shirley Bassey is nearly 80. What do you think she's still... Um... Well, I don't know. She might be still active, yes. I mean, what do you think about 80? What should be the cut-off point? 92. 92? <laughs> 92? Are you still active? Well, I, 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 on a random basis, yes. Random? Right. 
Okay, and uh, is this with many women? <laughs> no, just one or two. One or two, right. <laughs> this is... I think we'll leave it there. This is... You yeah. should have left it... I, I mean, that was deeply unpleasant, and yes. I'm sure there are now uh, many people who are seeking therapy yeah. after hearing that. I think we sent you out on the wrong mission. Yes, it was... Uh, it's a, a dark image. I felt queasy. I just felt wrong yeah. from the start. Do you feel when dirty? You, when you came to me and says, you know... Yeah? Here's a story. I, okay. Okay. As I say, when I'm 17, no, no. Well, when I'm 41, no, no. Now, now, no. now, no. Well, it says in the paper as well that they're having He's it, off. You know, twice a month. Okay. In the races. That's, we're going to finish it there, Matt Lockwood. Right. Thank you. Uh. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound is blocked between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 4 for Hartford. It's at a standstill with queues starting to build up. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed between, uh, at Junction 22 for St Albans because of an accident and the entry slip road there is closed. In Stevenage on the A602 westbound, it's very slow between the A1M Junction 8 for Hitchin and the A505 at Paynes Park. And on Watton Road in Nebworth, there's been an accident around Old Lane. That's between Nebworth and Bragbury End. In High Wycombe, looking at the speed sensors on the a40 Abbeyway flyover and it's looking very slow in both directions past the university at the bottom of Marlow Hill and on the trains there are 10 minute delays on the Belly of Greater Anglia services from Hartford East to Liverpool Street and still some delays and cancellations to Thameslink services today through London. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. It means a revised timetable from Bedford and Luton into the capital. Govia Thameslink say the flooding is down to Thames water. Projects in Bedford and Aylesbury are among those to benefit from new government funding worth over £46 million. A new road scheme linking the M1 to the A6 north of Luton is also included. And a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, a sixth-form pupil at the Lord Grey School in Bletchley, was attacked in Wadden Way and suffered two knife wounds. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray faces Thomas Burditch this morning in the semi-finals of the Australian Open. Play is due to get underway around now. Murray says he's not thrown by the fact that Burditch's coach, Daniel Valverde, is his former coach. It's completely different when you're out there on the court, in my opinion. We'll see how the match plays out and, and what, what the tactics are and, and stuff. But I also know what Danny thinks of Burditch's game because he's told me. So it works both ways. Tottenham are through to play Chelsea in the League Cup final, but Spurs needed a late goal to draw two all away to Sheffield United for a 3-2 aggregate victory. Here's the Sheffield United manager, Nigel Clough. That's what we set out to do before well, before the first leg as well. Uh, you know, From Tottenham as close as we could, and we couldn't get much closer than that. Incredible effort by the players uh, over the two games. To be that close to such a quality side as Spurs. 
Chelsea striker Diego Costa has until 6pm today to respond to an FA charge for an alleged stamp during their League Cup semi-final with Liverpool on Tuesday. The incident was missed by the officials but picked up by the cameras. Costa could be banned for Saturday's Premier League match with Manchester City. And ahead of tomorrow's trip to Championship leaders Bournemouth, the Watford manager Slavisa Jokanovic says he hopes to make more signings in the final days of the transfer window. But he says new arrival Ben Watson has already shown he can instil some bulldog spirit. Probably we need a little bit more more English spirit, I mean a little bit more English kind of the, the, the game and he and definitely we believe Ben can help us and he's an experienced guy, he played many many important games. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, what do you know about Taiwan? What I know about Taiwan is that the teachers move classrooms and the kids stay sitting down. You also know what their favourite dinosaur is. The Taiwanosaurus Rex. <laughs> it gets me every time. Keep saying it. It's a good joke, and I made that joke up. If only I knew um, uh, a Cockney um, T-shirt printer that could print me up a T-shirt with Taiwanosaurus Wex on it. Ask me about the Taiwanosaurus Wex. And what? then he would do the face on the inside of the T-shirt so you can pull no, it over. No, I don't like that. They do um, that. Some of these T-shirt printers do that. What do... Uh, well, OK, what do Taiwanese people say when they're abroad? I don't like this... Um... Taiwan to go home. That's yeah. no, that's not no, it's not a bit. I don't like this area of comedy. I want to go home. I don't want what? Like, you don't like puns on Taiwan. I don't like puns on Taiwan. And I think Taiwan is um, something we should. Taiwan, make those eyes before when the... I'm not doing the anyway, voice. Anyway, you were calling it Taiwan before. What's changed? Just the needs. I'm not doing the voice. That would that would be all right. Don't do the voice. I'm not going to. Talk to Barry for heaven's sake. Hey, um, okay. So there is a a, no. a sailor. No, I don't want to. A Taiwanese sailor. I don't want to. Right. Do I don't. I'm not. I'm not well. <laughs> Listen to this. There's a Taiwanese sailor. Right. And um, <laughs> he's he's talking to the captain, and the captain says, "Don't look at him. You've got to secure. Don't look at him. I want You've to. got to secure the boat up don't with this him. rope. Don't. Look yeah. At him. And he says, "Well, how many knots should I make?" He said, "Oh, just Taiwan." <laughs> See, it's your fault. It's coming that on. That is a good one. Oh, just Taiwan. That's really good. Thank you, Kels. Have you got another one? I okay. could probably think of one. Let's think. Can I just... Um, no, no. The, the fact that Kelly laughs is no here. measure. Nice picture of a dog here. Have Let's a look. have a think. Big dog, little Phone's dog. Phone's ringing, Kelly. Oh, blimey, OK. We've been talking about Houghton Regis this morning. We, we talk about it from time to time. They're having a bit of argy-bargy with uh, idiots riding motorbikes. Uh, across the cricket pitch. That got sorted. But also, at the same time, there were idiots riding motorbikes kind of everywhere, really, and it's still going on. Well, Barry lives in Houghton Regis. Morning, Barry. Have you come across this? It's Darren, not Barry. Oh, I do apologise. <laughs> so, I don't know where she got Barry from. Well, they, 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 some, some Muppet has put it in our computer system. I don't think, <laughs> it, I don't think it's Kelly Betts. I think it's someone... Anyway, Darren, what have you got for us? Um, well, yeah, oh, it was Kelly whole... Betts. She's fired. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. go on. Um, it was, um, they're not proper motocross bikers. Um, yeah. if they did have a motocross track, they wouldn't use it. I mean, they yeah. don't wear any protective clothing or anything like that. And they're prop they're not proper motocross bikes. 
Um, there is a motocross track over in Billington, just the other side of uh, Dunstable. That's the place I was thinking of earlier on when yeah. I spoke to Andrew Salou, yeah. Which, which is open to the public, but they, obviously they're not kitted out to go there. They're and this is boots. my worry. It was always a big thing. Uh, 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 what young people need is youth centres. Uh, and they will go. And yeah, young, some young people will go to youth centres, but they're not the kind of young people that will be causing trouble. And it's the same with this, I would imagine, that these idiots and these thugs... They're, they're, they're buzzes. They're riding these bikes up and down the streets and, you know, over the recreational grounds. I've seen them up to the age of sort of 30, 35 out oh, there on bikes. It's blimey. not just little scopes. Yeah. Um, but when they open the, when they start digging the new bypass through, yeah. they'll just use that as their motocross track. Oh, blimey, I suppose they will. And have you uh, seen them, Darren? Yeah, yeah, we've got a horse just the other side of uh, the recreation ground in a, in a farm there, and they, they cause havoc with the, with the horses. What needs to be done? Mm, can't say on the radio. Oh. All right, yeah. I, they're, they're crashing, cracking their heads together, let's put it like that. Yeah. Uh, well, Darren, have you got any faith in Andrew Salou that he can help sort this out? Mm, yeah, um, he did well with the cricket ish. ground. He took that on as he a, as a, as a yeah, personal project. They've, they've just moved on, haven't they? Have they? Well, they've just moved over to another field. Oh, the, the psych, I thought you thought, for, yeah. for a second, I thought you meant the official cricket team no. of this uh, no, show. No, what no, are they really. called? The Houghton Chargers? Houghton Chargers, yeah. yeah. So, OK, they are yeah. the official... Of course, I'm up to date with all of their shenanigans. Darren, listen, I appreciate you, you, you coming on. I'm sorry for getting your name wrong. Kelly Betts. Hello. Was, did you, enjoy, was did you enjoy speaking to Darren? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and Barry, nice. two for the price of... I know. Uh, 08459 I'm surprised we've not had any elderly people on today to talk about rutting, which would imply that they are busy... Busy. ...reading up about it. So, um... Rotting. It's um, sweet love they're making. You should be... Listen, you can't criticise us for the language on this show. What you called it <laughs> earlier on... What you... Have you heard that clip back yet? No. Oh, mate. I you, don't listen. Uh, I didn't say it. I've got a cold and I was. I said lockers. What was that? <laughs> Apparently it sounded rude. It sounded very, very rude indeed. And as you know, I'd never be rude, so, you know. Hey, by the way... Yeah. Why is it not front page news? You know Russia are complete dodgepots? Uh, yeah. In what way? Uh, in the way that they are complete dodgepots. In which way? Many ways. You know there were Russian bombers flying over Bournemouth yesterday? What? Did you know about this? No, no. This one is on page me. 19 of the mail. Why is this not front page news? Russian bombers in the skies over Bournemouth. RAF jets scramble to intercept intruders. What are they doing? They were invading our airspace. What were they doing that for, though? To, to teach us a lesson. Oh. British warplanes. Nobody else find this amazing that this is hidden away on page 19 of one newspaper. Um, yeah. Beneath the picture of Mark Ryan. I'm Rylance. amazed I wasn't deployed. Going out swimming. British warplanes were yesterday scrambled to intercept two Russian bombers capable of carrying nuclear missiles as they flew over Bournemouth. Capable of, yeah. But were they carrying? Well, we don't know. They might have been. So they've gone now. We don't have to get high-pitched about it. Typhoon... Well, they've gone for now. They're testing us. Typhoon jet on a high alert were dispatched from two RAF bases and flew alongside the long-range Russian Bear aircraft until they were out of the region. Last night, experts said Vladimir Putin's move to send planes capable of carrying cruise missiles so close to British shores could be seen as an act of aggression. Russia is displaying acts of aggression towards us. We have got sanctions against Russia. You're not alarmed by this at all. I am, but it's, it's done now, isn't it? 
Well, it's it's done for it's done now. What are they going to do today? Drop a spend bomb on Brighton. Of, spend loads of money in Bond Street. A defence source said the RAF always maintains the highest level of readiness, just as in the days of Battle of Britain. Wow. Good for them. They get this. This is incredible, isn't it? They were so close to the Russian planes. These are our boys, and it will be boys. I don't think women are allowed to fly aeroplanes, and probably with good reason. I don't think they could take the G's. I think they do. Or the double G's. Oh. Sorry? Really? I want to go home. They were so close to the Russian planes, roughly 1,000 feet away, that they could signal to the pilots. And I bet they were giving them... Oi! Top Gun. Oi, add this! Go on, add that! You are a go! Um, I think it's outrageous, and I think we should go and... Um... Oh, oh! Do you, do you not see why this is so significant? What... What was happening yesterday? They were talking about Litvinenko. What are you doing that face for? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing that face for? Because you have taken the pill and you're in the Matrix now, aren't you? Or you're out of the Matrix. Whichever one it is where you can see, you can see I've the pods. I've had a beat, Jim. I haven't taken any pills. It, so it's Litvinenko yesterday, the start of the trial, OK, where um, two uh, Russian spies were accused of murdering somebody uh, on British soil. One of those Russian spies is now a Russian television celebrity who mocks us. On the day the trial starts, Russia sends two nuclear bombers into British airspace. You don't think that's a, a, an act of aggression or a hint at intimidation? Lockers gets it, don't you, Lockers? He gets it, the wise old owl over there. He's listening to something else in his headphones like a Mr. and Mrs. He's not even... <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you get it, don't you, Michael? I do indeed. What have you got for us? Well, going on with your Taiwan uh, puns that you were doing earlier, and also, by the way, I'm enjoying the show as usual. D- Michael, thank well, you so much. You, run. Yep, good lad. Oh, it's absolutely better than what their other one's going to be going on with when they said about the 50-mile limit. And oh, I don't want to do a disservice to another local BBC radio station. Although that bridge is a flipping nightmare. But, they, but at nine o'clock, if you were to tune to another BBC local radio station, you'd have an hour of debate about whether it's right that they're going to lower the speed to 50 miles per hour on a bridge. Oh, well, bridge, isn't no. it? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's no. going to be JVS from nine o'clock. Good, well, good no. for you, Michael. Michael, well Wait, done. And when the when the, when the British folk call, you will always answer, and that's what we like about you. We're desperate. We're desperate for content. <laughs> anyway, I believe you got. You want to do a Taiwanese joke? Oh, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Careful. Now, I do need to apologise to the to the um, to the audience in yep. advance. Okay. And so forth. Um, okay. Um, what time do the pupils in Taiwan have their lunch? Oh, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried, but go on. Quarter Taiwan. Hey! Hey, Michael, you're a top fella. So... That's early, though, for lunch. They'll be hungry by tea time. So the, the, uh, the Taiwanese have captured a, a, they've, they've captured a Spanish prisoner. They haven't. This isn't the news. This is they've just captured a... a Spanish prisoner, right? And the two guards have got him, and he will not stop kicking. This Spanish prisoner will not stop kicking, right? Oh, Kelly, no. you yeah. want to listen to this? This is yeah, good. Yeah. The t- Spanish prisoner will not stop, stop kicking. And so the first Taiwanese guard says to the second Taiwanese guard, he won't stop. This Spanish fella won't stop kicking. What should I do? And the second guard says to the first guard, Tai Juan's knees. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually... Where's Kath gone? Cass? Who cares? Who cares where the squares have gone? That is actually brilliant. That is brilliant. Quarter Taiwan. That was good as well. 
Ah, oh, if you've got a joke about Taiwan, don't be, don't do the voice. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. David is on the line. Good morning, David. Good morning. You're on it this morning. We're, we're on. We're on something. You've got. You've called in about Houghton Regis. Uh, yeah, I don't live in the area, right? Uh, but always listen to you. My two children, one six, one twelve, race motocross bikes for a for a club, um, and I just sold one of them the weekend to a guy um, that's going to ride it in a field. He was doing what? He's just going to ride his bike in the field behind his house. Now, is that... Uh, I, I, you, you'll know better than me. Is that illegal to do that? Uh, unless it's private land, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought so. Uh, well, what? Suppose... Go on, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, look at us. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's like we're walking down the street together and we can see each other yeah. coming. I step to yeah. the right, you step to your left. I go back the other way, you go back the other way. In the end, we kiss. Possibly, you never know. Um, the I suppose the reason he's going to do that is because it takes a lot of money and effort to... To get into a motocross club, it, it, there's a transport issue, there's all the gear you have to buy. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a cheap sport, and he just wants to muck around on a motorbike, and that's his easiest way. Is there a problem with it? I suppose there is in a, in a field and stuff if you've got other people walking around. And I should take my kids out on their little 50-quad bikes to a big, big field, wasteland, whatever you want to call it, and you never really got abuse. Um, you're only riding around at two or three miles an hour, just out for on a Sunday morning. Are you? How old are your kids, David? Uh, six and twelve. Are you not? And the, the six-year-old does it. Yeah, he's just started last year. Are you not terrified? I would be terrified of my uh, one of my boys. And I, I'm going to say something horrible: snapping their necks or breaking their backs or something. Does it not worry you? Yeah, it did at first with the twelve-year-old because he's partially deaf, but. Um, Blimey. It's, just, it's just something you get used to, and he's got all the gear. I've got him the, yeah. the best equipment I can buy. Oh, I'm sure. That's yeah, it will look after. Well, no, listen. If they, and I'm, assuming, I'm assuming they absolutely love it. Oh, it's, we go on a Friday, we go on a Saturday for two days, deep in an old lorry that I got. It's, it's the best thing in the world. I couldn't dream of doing anything more. They well, could injure themselves doing gymnastics. Yeah, so. well, you're right. You know, I suppose so, David. Thank you very much for uh, for that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise because of an accident, accident involving a car transporter at Junction 22 for St Albans. And because it's Jet Lane 4 that's closed, it means that there's no access onto the M25 heading towards the M1. On the A1M southbound, there's a lane closed because of an accident at Junction 5 for just past Welling Garden City. And that's causing delays now from Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Nebworth, or between Nebworth and Bragbury End on Watson Road, there's been an accident at the junction for Old Lane and the A1 southbound looking at the seed sensors between the Kimbolton turnoff and the Black Cat roundabout. There's looking very slow there at the moment. In High Wycombe on the A40 Abway flyover, that's also looking very busy past the University College at the bottom of Marlow Hill. And on the trains because of the flooding problem at Farringdon Station, there's a revised timetable on Thameslink services between Bedford and St Pancras International. And if you're travelling south, you have to change trains to then uh, continue your journey southwards. There are 10 minute delays on the Bellio to Anglia services from Hartford East and to Liverpool Street as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Oh, Smudger sent us a great joke on Twitter. I don't normally embrace puns, but jokes about Taiwan, I'm having that. 8.47, it's Thursday the 29th of January, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Commuters face continued disruption on Thameslink trains into London this morning due to flooding in a tunnel which has affected services since Friday. The, t- the flooding is caused, of course, by Thames water's leaky pipes. 
Projects in Bedford and Aylesbury are among those to benefit from new government funding worth over £46 million. And a 17-year-old boy has been arrested by police in Milton Keynes after a teenager was stabbed in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. More of your calls and another great Taiwanese joke coming up after the weather with Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian, thank you. A bitterly cold day, strong winds, west-southwesterly at the moment, but more northwesterly with time, which will start to push some showers across from late morning. A wintry mix to these showers, so some sleet and rain, especially at first, but yes, we could see some snow in these showers. Only small accumulations, but given the strength of the wind, if we do get a snow shower, then it could just blow the snow around and cause some poor visibility. Chances well we could see some hail in the heavier showers, and certainly feeling bitterly cold in those strong winds. Highs of three or four Celsius will feel more like sub-zero in the wind. Chill. There'll be further showers around at first tonight, still wintry in nature, so some rain, sleet and snow giving a light dusting in places, but tending to fade as the night wears on. Uh, chance we could see some icy stretches developing, much of the frost hopefully kept at bay by the strength of the wind, but temperatures will be close to freezing. And it's another cold winter's day tomorrow, strong winds, cloudy in the morning with some showers of sleet, rain or snow, but some sunny spells developing through the afternoon. Highs there once again of four, maybe five Celsius, tempered by that strong wind and it's going to feel bitterly cold throughout the weekend Ian as we keep a strong northerly wind there'll be some good spells of sunshine but we can't rule out one or two wintry showers if you're non-stop from the moment you start when your day finally stops the news where you live doesn't. Well, we can get more now on this developing story in Luton. The new Look East Late for the latest from where you live. Now we can cross live to our reporter in Milton Keynes. Tonight at 10.25 on BBC One. <laughs> I have to I don't know what's in the... Listen, I'm not in the best of moods. Uh, I've not been in the best moods the last few days. Uh, and I don't know if that vibe has come over to you because the last couple of days, you lot, dear listener, I'm talking to you... You've been very, very naughty. I mean, really, is my grumpiness bringing out your kind of naughtiness? Something's going on. You realise, have you, have you become, it's like when you know the teacher's not paying full attention and they're distracted there elsewhere uh, and the, the class just because there's, there's a murmur. You, dear audience, you, you're murmuring away to yourselves and being very naughty. I've got people telling me when exactly you're too old. I've got people telling me what they'd like to do to Jonathan. I've got people telling me how much they like Kelly Betts' laugh and what they'd like to do with that. So you're so naughty. I've got people telling me what they'd like to do to Shirley Bassey. I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> Have we got any texts that we can actually read out that aren't um, either bullying or sexually explicit or um, hormone-driven? Have we got anything that is useful for the show? Um, oh, gosh. Do you know the strange thing? All the sensible ones have got no names on. <laughs> I know yeah. exactly who's being filthy. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Oh, dear. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, no. Well, that's rude. Still, there's, there's, there's good news if you're an EastEnders fan. Well, there's good news if you're Ian Beale. Well, Ian Beale's getting married again. Hello, Tree Hello, Kelly. Hello. You're right? Hello, Tree Yeah, I know. Hello. If that's, if that's Chrissy Milton Keane, do you want Hello. to put the phone down? Hello. Hello. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Three Counties. Yes, I know. I'm here. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Kelly. Can you hear me? 
Hi, Ian. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Excellent. Where are Thanks. we? Three Counties. Hello. BBC. Uh, viewers will get to choose the, the music when Ian Beale marries for the fifth time in EastEnders next month. Well, it says they get to choose it, but they've already made some suggestions. Well, th- it's going to be between Jennifer Rush, Foreigner, Chicago, Alison Moye, or the Eurythmics. So the so good it, stuff. So it's um, an I, 80s wedding, isn't I it? Do, I do like a bit of Alison Moye. Mm. She's good, isn't she? She's very good. She's, she's very Let's get Alison Moye on the show one day. I like Alison Moye. Mm. Alison. Hello. Alison. Alf. Hello. Call That's us. what they call her, isn't it? Oh, wait, four, Let's five, get, nine, forget four, Alison Moye. Let's get Alf the alien. Don't on. worry, Alison. Uh, Alf, if you're listening, can you. You probably don't remember Alf, do you? Yeah. What does Alf mean? Um, it means good laughs. I don't know what it means, but he's that, like, brown. He's like an alien life form, isn't he? He's got a uh, little. Yeah, face. he's like an alien life form, isn't like, he? Like that. Like an alien life form. He's like an alien life form. Oh, is that what that stands for? And what did he like to eat? And they had to keep getting away from him. I never watched it. Cats. Did you see? I love that that Twitter feed you follow, and I only I, I don't follow it, but it, it pops up in my timeline every time. At Amazon reviews. Oh, the one I follow. Yeah, yeah, the, the the Amazon review of films, and there was a great one for Bigfoot and the Hendersons. Yes. Which said, I really enjoyed this, but then suddenly there's this massive monster in there. What's that all about? It was really weird. What's that? I've just had a really filthy text from Dave in Hartford. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Right, we're not taking any more of these. I'll take them. Well, it looks like you will be. Each of the songs... <laughs> each oh, of the... That's disgusting. Each of the songs was a hit. By the way, all the rude ones we get sent on to the police, OK? And all the slightly stalkery ones we send on to the police, OK? So stop... We've got your number. I'll ring, stop give you a ring and have a word with your wife. Stop sending us dirty ones. Stop sending us slightly stalkery ones, OK? Each of the songs was a hit in 1985 when the programme was launched. The marriage is part of a week of 30th anniversary celebrations. Vote... Oh, for Christ... And this is the BBC trying to be interactive. And boy, oh boy, I hope you guys enjoy your course today. Voting began yesterday on the show's BBC website. For the power of love, I want to know what love is. You're the inspiration. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is what the BBC thinks is in, is inter. Well, we've we've driven a lot of traffic to the website. We've heard this internet thing is going to be really big, guys. So let's let's drive traffic to the website. <laughs> Jeez, man, why don't they, you? Why do you get the writers and the producers to decide? Because people aren't going to be at home going, Ian's wedding tonight. I wonder if they've chosen the song that me and three other million people voted for. Who's he marrying anyway? Jane, Jane. again. Hmm? What? Mm. Why? You think she'd know better? Here we go. This is this is what I'm, name a sport that old people play, old women play. Darts. Exactly. Name another sport that old women play. Bowls. No. Knitting. They, it's there's not no, sport. There's no other Could sport. Be. There's no other sport that they play. Darts is the only. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, I saw a beautiful surfboard in um, an Asian country. When I was abroad, thanks Taiwan. for the non-specific reference. No, and I said to my wife, "Taiwan, one of those." Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, making her laugh is not a challenge. <laughs> I mean, really, not. it's all right for you. You can go in a week. I think we should just leave both of us. To... I don't think. I don't. If think... I leave, it gets worse. No. Old, old women, old men can play loads of um, uh, sports, but old women, they only play darts. And they, they all, even though these two women in this newspaper story in the mirror look completely different, they both look like my Nanny Jennings. They both look like her, even though they didn't look nothing like. 
Two game grands. Oh, that's they're Pardon? on the game. No. No, no. Two game grands. They play the game. Have proved they are truly young at dart. <laughs> oh. Did you write this? By forming a win- winning team on the hockey. That's not a joke. After playing for- together for seven years, Joan Burrows, 92, on the right, and Joan Dawson, 88, Nanny Jennings was called Joan. This is nuts! Have gone from strength to strength. At 92 and 88. Add up their ages, Kelly. 92 and 88. Add up their ages. Oh, I really want to... I want to really do that. God, I, I was trying to do a little. Uh, yeah, I did that joke. I did the oh, Taiwan one. Oh, no, just under two hundred. Yeah, just under yeah, two hundred. So ninety-two and eighty-eight. Mm. They play darts. What's yeah. their ages combined? Just under two hundred. Correct. Hundred. Hundred. <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you not think that's clever? That is clever. Okay. Well, it's been um, it's been great presenting the show today, guys. We're going to finish three minutes early as we've uh, run out of material. And um, we've Matt... not run out of material; it's just all filth. Well, have we got anything that we can say to these guys? Is someone on the phone? Oh no, there isn't. <sighs> you got another Taiwan joke? No. Yeah, we have oh, actually. What's the one? No. Do you watch Taiwan show? <laughs> Smudger says, I only possess two red ties. To save confusion, I call one Taiwan and the other George. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Um, I don't get this one. You know his birthday <laughs> is today? Yeah. Tony Blackburn's. Yeah, he's 93 <laughs> years old. Aww. He's 180 years old. He's 180 years old. Doesn't look a day over, 100 and... <laughs> I wonder if uh, is still my friend. No, she's not, mate, after oh. you uh, said that she fainted oh. when she was giving blood. Very quickly, there's a great... This is in all the papers. Uh, there's this, this lovely little village um, in the, the Cotswolds. Be- have you seen this? Beautiful yes. little village, right? It's picturesque. It's like a picture it's postcard. It's the one they use on the watermark for the passports, isn't it? Beautiful. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know you could put a village on a watermark. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but loads of people are annoyed because uh, one of the fellas that lives there, Peter Maddox, <laughs> he's bought a bright yellow Vauxhall Corsa and he pikes it, parks it outside his house. It looks like a boy racist car, doesn't it? <laughs> And all the... (laughs) Loads of people, (laughs) all the people that go there are really angry because they're saying it ruins their their pictures. Photographers have complained the car is ruining an idyllic shot in an area of outstanding natural beauty. One of them, Lee McCallum, tweeted a picture of the scene from his tour company account which read, Bibbery's Elephant in the Room. The picture postcard street photobombed by the ugly little yellow car every day. Semi-professional photographer Robin Lawrence commented, that flipping yellow car. Wendy Harris, a visitor, said legally he isn't doing anything wrong, but aesthetically he certainly is. It's just an old boy parking his car. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise because of an accident at Junction 22 for St Albans and it means that uh, because it's lane 4 that's closed off it there's no access onto the M25 heading towards the M1. On the A1M southbound there's a lane closed between junctions... 
at Junction 5 for Wellington City. That's causing queues back from Junction 7 for Stevenage. Between Nebworth and Bragbury End, there's a lane closed in a Watton Road. There's been an accident at the junction for Old Lane. And in Stevenage on the A602 westbound, it's very busy between the A1M Junction 8 for Stevenage and Payne's Park at Hitchin. That's because of the roadworks there. On the trains, there are 20 minutes delays on Abellio Greater Anglia services from Hartford East to Liverpool Street. And because of the flooding problems at Farringdon Station, there's a revised timetable for Thameslink trains between Bedford and St Pancras International. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. I forgot to mention, of course, between half seven and half eight tomorrow, after Vinyl Friday, you can come in and hang out with me, Catherine, Kelly Betts. Unfortunately, Matt Lockwood will be here as well. Sorry. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think Katie Price should pay for her disabled?